0: Well, it's a football Friday. Welcome aboard, Big Sills. Pull up a chair, put your phone somewhere, watch us on your television set, tablet, desktop, whatever you want to do. We welcome you aboard here on the National Football Show. It is going to be, I think, one of the most interesting weekends in the NFL. Week three, we're getting closer to seeing trends. We're getting closer to getting an identity on some NFL teams, and most notably, the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to find out a lot about the character of the football team when they play Washington. And I'm going to explain here in a second. By the way, our good friend John McMullen will join us from Birds 365 at the bottom of this hour. We will get his thoughts on what he thinks he's going to see against the Washington Commanders. That'll be at 3.30 Eastern time. Okay, please hit the like button. Let me get you started here. I think this is a big weekend for Howie Roseman, too. Let me explain to you. He's got the trifecta going. This is going to be a big weekend for Howie. When you see that guy across the way, and you see Carson Wentz across the way, Howie made that guy a millionaire. He made that guy wealthy. Let's take a look at what he has on the line this weekend. You drafted the guy number two overall. You gave the guy an enormous contract extension. And now he's in the division. Guys, don't let him beat you now. Now, I'm going to talk about the game here in a second. Howie's got something on the line here. What's up, GT? Robert, appreciate you guys coming in. Miguel, Steven, thank you guys so much. A big football weekend, like I said. But do you agree? That would kind of be a black eye on Howie Roseman if Wentz wins. By the way, let me bury the lead for you. Roster-wise, Washington shouldn't be in this ball game, But I'm going to explain why I think they will be in this game at least for about three quarters, Okay. Okay? You see? He's starting already. I'm not starting nothing. Wait a minute, GT. You don't think that there's something on the line for how... What if that guy beats Hurts in the Eagles? And they got the same identical record in the NFC East. You don't think that's a thing? I do. Jerry Jones had to go out on radio today and explain why Amari Cooper is not on the Dallas Cowboys... After Cooper last night put up another C-note in receiving yards, that's two weeks in a row now that Amari Cooper's put up a C-note in yards. And by the way, CeeDee Lamb, I don't know. That guy ain't better, and I'll say it one more time to you. CeeDee Lamb is not better than Devontae Smith. No freaking way. No way is CeeDee Lamb better than Devontae. No way. If you told me, Sills, who do you want? Devontae Smith, CeeDee Lamb. You give me Devontae Smith all night, all week, and all month long. Absolutely. I'm not taking CeeDee Lamb over Devontae Smith. Are you high? Richard goes, wait a minute. What am I stirring up? You guys have an illness. Okay? Hang in there. You don't think, Howie? is looking at this game, too, with some some excitement and emotion. He doesn't want that guy to win. One, it's a divisional opponent. Secondly, it's Wentz. Come on, guys. Give this to me here. Right? You got to agree. This isn't anything really about Jalen. Jalen's looking at this game, divisional opponent, and Jalen Hurts respects everybody that he's ever played with. He's the ultimate teammate. This guy's got a Brady quality about himself, the way he conducts himself. I'm talking Jalen Hurts. And on the other end, you got a guy who's got to work at the. God, you know what, man? Here's the worst thing you could tell an athlete to do. I'd rather have you tell me to do this. Hey, work on your arm strength. Hey, work on your scene passes. Hey, work on your pocket presence. I never want to have to tell a player in a team meeting or in an individual meeting, hey, why don't you work on being a good teammate? That's the shittiest thing to hear. You're not a very good teammate. Be a better teammate. You don't wanna hear that conversation. Hey, work on your arm strength, work on this, you know? Okay, right? Is CD better than Quez? I think so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah okay i think so okay i think so 27 24 dion says eagles whoa all right let's get into it here a little bit more here before we get into the topics i'm gonna make this point to you here after week three if i don't see hassan Reddick make an impact play on sunday against the washington commanders I'm going to start to throw the word bust around. I'm going to start to throw that word around, not a good sign. That dude can't be running around like a chicken with his head chopped off against one of the worst old lines in the NFL. He's got to do something. He has had zero impact on a football team, zero. This kid's got to step in there, man, and do something. I don't see him on a stat chart come Monday. Big Sills is going to start doing this. That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign by your boy, Howie Roseman. Now, he goes into a divisional game, and that guy pulls off three sacks. We're back to going, hey, let's let the season play itself out here and see how this guy does, right? Okay. Deon says you have to move um, Redick around how Dallas uses Parsons. I've been saying that since they signed the dude. No more dropping back in coverage, all that stuff. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate it. Went sacked four times. That might not shock me. Let's do this one. Here's another one. I have a hit list. I like a couple things that I like to get off my chest before we get into the topics. Do you think Jalen Hurts has played good football in the first two weeks of the season? Yeah, I do. I do. You think Jonathan Gannon has put two good game plans together the first two weeks of the season? I don't think that game plan against Detroit was very good. I think the game plan against Minnesota was great. Here's the big one. Can Jonathan Gannon do it two weeks in a row? GT, you really think Jonathan Gannon has has put two good game plans together in two weeks? Not me. I don't. Or maybe you were talking about Jalen playing good football in the first two weeks, and I think that's the case. He has. He's been a chameleon in the first two weeks, Jalen Hurts. Had to run the ball against Detroit. Had to throw the ball against Minnesota. That's versatility, and that shows you what he can bring to an offense. Okay? Rage, that's where I'm at. I think the players really stepped up and had a great game on Monday night against the Vikings. I really did. I don't think anything he did out of the unordinary, except for a couple blitzes, I don't think he was spectacular when it came to putting a game plan together for Minnesota. I think Donatelli, the guy from the Vikings, I don't know what he was doing. He was so worried about Jalen Hurts running wild that he played that soft coverage zone, and that's what really hurt him, in my opinion. I just, I I don't, I want to see Jonathan Gannon be as consistent as we're starting to see Jalen Hurts with, with some consistency. Is that fair? Let's see. And by the way, he's got the personnel to run this team over. He's got the personnel to run it over, okay? Jalen's played well, I think. First two weeks of the season. He's got to show me he could throw and put up a good game plan against an inferior football team now. You know one thing I'm going to be looking for? Let's do this. I don't want to see the Eagles play down to their competition. Let's step on the gas pedal, I'm going to give you something that Steve Spurrier told me years ago. You know why Steve Spurrier? And by the way, Xander, you'll love this because this is a trick that coaches have. A guy like Saban, why do you think Nick Saban, when he's playing Tennessee Chattanooga and he's up 69 points, guy jumps off sides, he blows a gasket? What what is, he, what is he teaching them? He's teaching them, don't play down to your competition. They got Vanderbilt this week. They're favored by 45 points. And if he doesn't beat them by 45 points, as far as he's going to be concerned, they didn't play to the best of their ability. Don't ever let off the gas pedal. Don't ever let off of the throat of your opponent once you have them down. Gannon showed me against Detroit that he did that. Now, that may have been some conditioning. Okay? Okay. But I want to see Gannon put these game plans together. John, John McMullen, don't forget, bottom of the hour, okay? What happens in this game on Sunday? Let me get to it in my prediction. It is clear the Eagles have the best roster when you're looking at the two. Quarterback, talent-wise, everything, you're looking at it, Watch this. Wentz may have the talent. Hurts is the better quarterback. Is A.J. Brown better than Terry McLaurin? Yes. Is he better than the kid Dotson, Devontae Smith? Yes. Do they have a better tight end? Yes. Do they have a better O-line? Yes. Do they have a better D-line? I'm going to say it's comparable. Because I'll tell you something, Allen and that group have underachieved. Do they have better linebackers? Yes. Do they have better corners? Yes. Eagles, I'm talking. There's nothing in this game. Do you have a better running back? Kind of a push. I like Antonio Gibson. I think he can move the chains. I think he's a good back. Okay? Here's what I see, though, in this football game. It's going to be some emotion in this ballgame for Carson Wentz. Is he going to come into this game all revved up and overamped, and is he going to make plays early on? And I think the Eagles are going to have to weather that a little bit because he's either going to come out like his hair is on fire or he's going to come out and he's just going to be all over himself. And you know what I mean by that. This guy's going to urinate all over himself. He's either going to do one of the two. Because this is who he is. Flex, it's personal for Hertz. Wentz. Treated him like an outcast. That's not what I've heard. And that's not how the two men have been talking about one another. When you hear some of their public comments. That's not what I got when I heard Jalen Hurts talking about Carson Wentz. That's not what I heard. So I heard both men publicly talking about the respect level that they had for each other, Flex. I completely disagree with that. You know? Now, could Jalen be saying that publicly? Why would he? Why wouldn't he just say, hey, it was a learning experience for both of us in Philadelphia, and we both are starting quarterbacks, and it's going to be a lot of fun on Sunday. You didn't have to say you respect him, and he didn't have to reciprocate it and say the same thing. I think both men respect one another's position that they were put in by the organization. And it looks like it's benefited both guys. Wentz is making a ton of money. Jalen may make a ton of money at the end of the day. And both guys are starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't know. I think there's a lot of respect in the room there for one another. Look, when you play in the NFL, a lot of the things that have been put around you, are not your own doing a lot of it has to do organizationally you know it's funny how people take a shit on carson wentz and yet you turn around and no one says the animosity that must have been evident between doug peterson and also with howie roseman and yet doug gets the benefit hey carson helped you win the super bowl too dude he's part of that dynamic too do the research Flex, the only research I heard is from the guys' mouths themselves. I don't need to do any research. I heard both those guys talking. And there's a way you can not have to answer a question if you know that it could get you in trouble. You know how you answer it? Hey, it was a very interesting experience that we had in Philadelphia. We both learned from it. We both grew from it. I'm glad to see Carson's got a starting job. I've got a starting job, and let's move on. You don't have to say, I respect a guy. Nobody throws respect out and that comment out unless you do. I'm never going to go like this. Hey, I respect that guy, and I don't. I'm going to come up with a different way of answering the question. And I think that's exactly what he did. Okay? Ray says, "Once had seven picks all last year, and you guys acting like He's like a pick machine. Actually, if you look at the numbers, Rage, in the last 19 games, Carson Wentz has thrown 34 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Okay, so, I mean, those are exceptional numbers. Sales, do Washington have the personnel to consistently blitz Hertz? I think they do, GT. Let me get into what I see happening here or what I think should end up happening. If I'm the Eagles, and I brought this up a couple days ago to you, if I'm the Eagles, I'm running the shit out of the ball, man. I don't, I don't believe that front seven can stop them. And guess what it does? It sets a tone. You own the clock. You're going to be third and short. But I, 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 there's no reason to throw the ball around the yard. None. Why do I want to take a chance at tip passes, three and outs? Why do I – I want to put Washington to sleep as quick as I can. What's the best way to put Washington to sleep? Run the ball at them. Just run them over. They've got the offense to do that with Jalen too. And I don't really have to run Jalen that much because of the way that Miles Sanders is playing. Run them over. Now, I think you're going to have to expect some run blitzes. And I think that's what Washington's going to do to try to slow the passing game down and also the run game. They're going to put guys in positions to stop that run game and pressure Jalen Hurts at the same time. I think that game plan that Detroit had in week one, I think that's a way to stop him. The difference is this. I think Detroit's got more personnel than Washington. I think the back end of Washington, their secondary and their corners aren't very good. I actually think Detroit has better personnel. You know what? Quite frankly, I think Detroit has the best personnel overall team-wise as the best team that so far they've played in the first two weeks. I actually think Washington has less. I think they have less. This is going to come down to game planning too. What's Shane Steichen's mentality going in there, Are they going to fall in love with what they did on Monday? Or are they going to stick to what they're going to do and what they've been able to do? And you know what that is? Put a chameleon plan together. What do, what do I mean by that? You know, one of the great things that made the Patriots so awesome, you never knew what to expect each and every single week and how they were going to attack you and their approach to attacking you. To me, you got to look at the missing links and the weakest links on the Washington team. It's clearly in their back end. Maybe they do use Goddard here. I don't think their secondary is very good. Imagine this. I think their front four can't stop the run, and their secondary is not very good, and that's why they're playing a lot of zone coverage. This has got the remedy for a big game and a big night for the Eagles If they stay within themselves and they run the ball 30 times, they throw the ball 30 times, 35 times, I think they beat this football team 31-20. Wentz is going to throw and make plays. He's also going to throw and make mistakes. We know this. There is no way any guy in his right mind Consider Now, I do think the game may be a 10-point, 8-point game going into the third quarter, and I think they'll try. They'll. It's a road game. It's a divisional game. They're always close, okay? They're always close, but I think something like 31 points, quite frankly, they haven't really scored a ton of points outside of the opener, 24 against Minnesota. I mean, 38, I think it was, against Detroit. That's not bad. I'm not saying that's bad. Anytime you're over 26 points and you're averaging pretty much that right now, you're in the conversation. So there's no excuses in this game. And like I said, Hassan Reddick's got to be a factor eventually. Run the ball, and I think they take care of business, and I think they take care of business pretty handily, and they start the season out 3-0. and Okay, there goes my 2-4 and start. So I'm telling you, I think they get this thing done because the only way that Washington is in this, and let me ask you this. This is a good point here. You think there's a chance of a letdown after a Monday night game? You think there's a chance of a letdown? What's the uh, point spread? I think it's 6.5. Okay. Davy Boy, I'm not going to lie. I still have love for Wentz, but I just never thought he was the right quarterback for the city of Philadelphia. I hope he stays healthy and has a good career, just not against the Eagles. Hey, Davy Boy, Wentz has got to work on the most important thing it takes to be a quarterback in this league being a good teammate. Joshua says thirty-seven twenty. We're almost there, Joshua. I say thirty-one twenty. Okay. By the way, the thirty-one twenty looks like it may be a little closer than you think. It's not really going to be that close because I think Washington will probably score some chump change at the late part of the game. I don't believe that they're going to like. You could go into the fourth quarter and you're up thirty-one seventeen, and you got this team put away. They kick a field goal and it's thirty-one twenty. You know what I mean? I mean something like that. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I I think you're gonna get garbage points and garbage yards towards the end of this thing here. But divisional games always worry me because it's common opponent and the Eagles are working on a short work week. You think there's a shot at a letdown. Remember something. There's not that many guys that are on this football team that are from that 17 team. It's a whole different group of dudes. And they got to learn also how to win. They've also got to learn how to handle success. That is something. Don't play down to your opponent. Have your foot on the gas all the time. Never take anybody for granted. I'm not saying that they've shown that yet either. Okay? Won't be top five offense once they play better teams. Vlad, um... They are one of the better teams. And it just so happens, and Vlad, we got a comment with that and a topic with that. I don't think there's any dominant teams in the NFC. Maybe the Bucs. And the Bucs are so banged up right now, especially at the wide receiver core, they had, to, they had to sign Cole Beasley. They just signed a guy off the street. Steichen style should give Miles a chance to prove himself. I think I think he's done a great job so far. He's averaging 85 yards in the first two games. I think he's done a nice job. John McMullen's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. We're going to get John's thoughts. He's going to be up there also at FedEx. And he's going to be there at the game too. Jay says, 23-20. You really think the game's going to be that close, huh? What about your precious Packers? I'll get to that. I'll get to them. I will. Seals, I need to hear from you. What do you think of the Eagles' not scoring any points in the second half of the Vikings game. I think it's conditioning. What Joe Theismann said yesterday. I think that's got a lot to do with conditioning all around the league. I watched that Washington Detroit game on Sunday of last week. Detroit was all over Washington. Carson Wentz couldn't get, he couldn't get anywhere in the pocket. Aiden Hutchinson had three sacks. They were pressuring him. Second half came. I thought Detroit was out of gas. I, hey, you want to know something too? I thought Baltimore had that Miami Dolphin game tucked away. Second half, Ravens were out of gas. That's a This is a league thing. Okay? The Ravens were out of gas in that second half. Just saying Jason Pierre, Paul, because they need more help in the pass rush? Hey, man conditioning may be a factor in the second half of this game up in Washington too. Not saying Washington is in better shape. Like I said, it's a league thing. This is one of the reasons why I think Detroit's getting out to a good start here. Cause they're in shape. Dan Campbell had a really tough camp and it's showing in how they're playing so far. Look at how Detroit's playing. There's no letdowns in second halves and that, well, They were a little out of shape. I thought they were a little out of shape in the second half against Washington. Flex says the game will be close because it's a lot of emotions of all around the quarterbacks. The QBs want this game on top of it. And it puts you in the divisional lead there. It's always close. It is always close. These divisional games are always close. Okay, absolutely. By the way, everybody in the division right now He's either within a game of each other or this thing could this thing could look really interesting after Sunday or Monday night's game because I think the Giants and the Cowboys play on Monday night too in New York. So I think Dallas wins that ball game. I'll bury the lead on that one. I think they win that ball game and I think everybody could be tied at the end of the day here. There's a chance or the Eagles will be the only undefeated team in the NFC East. As we get to Tuesday. Dolphins in shape from that Florida heat. Isaiah. Great take. Great take. Hey, Isaiah. Watch that Bills game. Remember I said this. Watch that Bills game. Bills and Dolphins this week in South Florida. You better have your gas cap on. Because if you don't have your gas cap on, Buffalo might get upset in that ball game because of the elements. Keep an eye on that. Especially if the Dolphins start rolling around and they start running the ball. They're they're doing a great job defensively, I think the Dolphins are. Okay? Detroit is making the playoffs, maybe. Maybe they're making the playoffs. Okay? Okay? And if I'm Washington going against Philadelphia, I'm blitzing Jalen as much as I possibly can. Okay? I'm I am I cannot sit back there and have wide open passing lanes in zone coverage. The Eagles will eat them up. With the play action pass, with the ability to run the ball, they can't play standard defense against Philly. They've got to do something exotic to keep them in the ball game or they'll be out of the ball game by the end of the first quarter. Remember I said that they just can't sit back. They just can't sit back and allow Jalen and that offense and Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni to have these wide open lanes running in the secondary because the corners, I think, in Washington, they're just not good. So a little bit of the Detroit game plan – Defensively for Washington. If I'm Washington on offense against the Philadelphia Eagle defensive front, you've got to protect. And you got to win first down. So these divisional games are always closed because a common opponent. These divisional games always have a lot of emotion to it. There's a lot of history to it. Obviously the history with the quarterbacks. He's involved in this. Ron Rivera is a heck of a coordinator. And he's a heck of a defensive coach. But there is no way the personnel matches up in Washington on what you see in Philadelphia. With that being said, from Burt's 365, our good friend John McMullen, who I admire his work. And, John, thank you so much, man. You're the hardest working man in show business, especially in Philadelphia. And, you know, I always appreciate you coming aboard here. Thank you so much, John
1: uh thanks for having me dan appreciate it
0: do you feel a letdown could be in existence here coming off a short work week and you're going on the road in a divisional game against washington
1: um i i don't know if a a letdown is the right definition for it i i think it's more of you know People have been blowing smoke up the Eagles. You know what? Over the past week, you talk about, you know, after the big win on Monday night, you got Nick Sirianni. Most betting markets have him number two in the coach of the year. Jalen Hurts is down to 10 to one to be the MVP of this league. People are saying this team's going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Dan, you used to play. And when people say nice things about you, you start to, sometimes you start to say, hey, maybe I'm pretty good in it. It creeps up on you that way. But I talked to Nick Sirianni about sort of a a trap game, a letdown game. That should never happen in in a division game, number one. Uh these these teams are too familiar with each other. So that part of it, I don't think is an issue. You know, I I don't think now that I've thought about it for a couple days, like i I think the Minnesota game plan on Monday night is one of the worst I've seen, and I started to think about when did I see something this bad roll out there and it was week one of last season with another rookie head coach, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. That's what I compare it with. You know, the Eagles played great, give them credit, give them their flowers, but that wasn't. They're going to see tougher, tougher tests. You know, John, I couldn't
0: believe that Donatella stayed in that zone. defense. It's unbelievable. And and do you agree, John? He was so scared of Jalen breaking down that third down run play. Yeah. That's why he stayed in it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, in a lot of ways, and people hate when I bring this up, but I always bring it up because people don't seem to recognize it. Uh, There's a lot of teams in this league using an offshoot of, of, of the big banjo defense. And the Eagles are one of them. The Vikings are one of them. There's about 12 teams. Um, and look, when you execute and you get to second and long, third and long, it can look good. It can look, re- it can look really good, especially when you have Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. It can look really aggressive. It can look really, really good. But if you don't, if you don't execute, you don't do what you're supposed to do, it can look really bad and it could look those where you get those Eagle spans complained about it all last season, Dan, with these 80%, 90% completion percentages. Well, turn it around. That's what you got against Minnesota. You're not going to see 83.9 again. No way. Not going to see 83.9 again, because that salt umbrella zone, you know, next gen stats. uh, I bring up the, the numbers all the time. They, the average rate of NFL separation in Week Two was 2. I think 91. Dallas Goddard was 5.3. Quez Watkins was 4.8. You know these guys are wide open by NFL standards. Wide open. Um, and it, it's not the Eagles' fault, so I'm not blaming them. I'm just saying they're not the 85 Bears yet. That's that's kind of what I'm saying.
0: I agree with you. All right. Hey, John, before I get into the quarterback, give give me – do you think this is the number one thing that was his demise in Philly was that he just wasn't a great teammate? I mean, look, we talk about his – intent. look, I, I brought this stat up. Last 19 games, he's got 34 touchdowns, 10 picks, 27 touchdowns, seven picks last year. He's got he's averaging 325 yards throwing the ball this year already, seven touchdowns. He leads the NFL with Patrick Mahomes in that category. And then you turn around and you go, What is wrong with this guy? It's it's gotta be something to do with Jalen being the greatest teammate, a page out of Brady. And then the conversations we hear about teammates talking about him. Am I right or wrong? Or am I
1: making more of that? Depends who you talk to. I mean, um, Kelsey loves him. Uh, you know, Lane Johnson loves him. Uh, Zach Ertz loved him. Obviously, Fletcher Cox loves him. Uh, Fletcher loves Carson Wentz. Uh, it, it, you know, from being around him, and I was here from day one of Carson Wentz to to the last day. Um, I always describe him. He's kind of an introvert playing in a position. You have to be an extrovert. And by that, I mean, um, one thing Jalen Hurts does tremendously well, and people think because he's so um, even keeled in front of the microphone on the podium that, that Jalen Hurts is an introvert. He's not behind the scenes with his teammates. One thing Jalen Hurts always does is I'll use Janarius Robinson, who the Eagles just signed off the Vikings practice squad, right? You know, fifty third guy, fifty second. They haven't put their fifty third on the roster yet. That'll be Britton Cubby after next week. But, um, you know, fifty second guy on the roster. Jalen Hurts will go and welcome him and talk to him and agree. And he's a defensive player. You know, I mean. Yeah. I, I don't think the average fan knows the offense and defense don't spend a lot of time together in these buildings. The only time they spend together is on the field, basically.
0: We even have two different buses, John. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. They don't spend a lot of time together. So when you're the base of the franchise, and that's what Carson Wentz was, and, you know, there's guys on the back end of the roster you're not paying attention to, you're not ingratiating yourself with, like the Eagle stars, as I said, they all loved Carson Wentz. He's got a good work ethic. Um, you know, he's very competitive. Uh, he had a lot of success early in this time here. They all loved the guy. It was some of the, the, the guys on the back end, they said, you know, kind of a loop. What's up with this guy, that kind of thing. Um, And it, it's not necessarily true. It, it's, He's not a bad guy, I would say. I know Carson's actually a very nice person. Um he just doesn't have that natural sort of personality, you know. Dan Cilio goes in a room, he lights it up. There's certain people that that light up a room. There's other people that are quiet and he's quiet. And the problem is he's an NFL quarterback and a lot of people take that the wrong way. John, do you agree that Jalen
0: works so hard at at, at, at wanting to win the huddle? Whereas that's what you just mentioned, basically, is that he'll handpick a couple guys, and that's the problem that Wentz has. And when you're the quarterback, and I think I'm just echoing kind of what you're saying, is that when you're the quarterback, you've got to be down there. Like when Brady went down to Tampa, uh, Bruce Aarons told me he did this. He got a roster of the entire 90-man roster that was going to go to the camp he called every one of them. Yeah. He got on the phone yeah. and called every guy. And what, what is it like 53 and then 47. So half that didn't make the team. Yeah. But Brady still yeah. wanted to know. And I think, you know what I'm, what I'm hearing. I, I, we had Joe Deisman on yesterday and doc Walker, who, you know, um, from their broadcast team and played a bunch of years with Washington. He said, he's working on that. You think Rivera can change that in him? And yeah. let him know, or do you think that's just yeah, an innate yeah. thing that he'll never get over?
1: I think it's innate, I do, because I you do mentioned too. Jalen. Jalen doesn't. Jalen doesn't even think about it. Like it's part of his, you know, whether it was his father, you know, he's his father's a high school coach. Whether it was Nick Saban, it was instilled in him very early um, that you need to do this. It's it's sort of second nature to him. Like Carson's gonna be 30 in December. I mean, he's not he's not learning this at this stage. You're right. You know, there's there's two kinds of players though. Like Aaron Rodgers, by all accounts, <laughs> you know, Aaron's not the nicest guy in the world. But when you play like an MVP, it doesn't matter. Um Carson hasn't played like an MVP. I think he's played a little bit better than people, except for 2020 in Philadelphia, it was awful. I still can't explain that. Um, But 2018, 2019 wasn't the same player coming off the injuries. You mentioned Indianapolis. People talk about he played really well. It didn't end well in Jacksonville. It was a very poor game, but people say Ursae wanted him out. Ursae wanted him out because he wouldn't get vaccinated. And there's a leadership aspect of it that he didn't think Carson Wentz embraced uh, because that affects your teammates. I'm not getting in the vaccination discussion, but it affects your teammates if you're not allowed to play. That was what kind of Ursae got upset about. Um so he's played okay. Right now I think it's phenomenal I I you know the Eagles have the number one ranked offense in the NFL coming. It's small sample size obviously but Washington's number six. I know. I mean he's throwing it all over the place. That that the leaders in in total offense in this league, Dan, two is number one, had that big game, uh, come back against Baltimore. Jalen's number two, Carson Wentz is number three. That's crazy. Yeah, who would have thought in twenty twenty that these two quarterbacks that look and Jalen look poor as a rookie, understandably so, um, both running top ten offenses right now. That's and and, and two
0: guys. Well, three guys, people like question marks on whether or not they were going to be the guys going into 2023, if they were mm-hmm. going to keep their jobs too. John a couple questions on defense and I'm I said this from the day one when they signed Hassan Reddick. I'm like, "Wow, man, this is his third team in 3 years. Now I know why." Um he's 6'1, 233 and what you and I used to call back in the day was a tweener. Yeah. A tweener. He's a guy that's in between a linebacker and also a defensive pass rusher. And the problem that he has is he's not a great tackler and he can't cover guys coming out of the backfield. He's a one-dimensional guy, but how he's paying him like he's an elite guy. If you can't get any pressure on this offensive line on Sunday, man, I'll tell you what, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have some question marks on either you're using him wrong or if it was a, a bad sign because he's been ineffective the first two weeks. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, but I, I think a lot of people don't realize – I I know a lot of people in Philadelphia don't realize how good the Detroit offensive line is. You know, with, Third best, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, I mean, they're a tremendous group. But people, When the Eagles played the Lions last year, Decker was out. Ragnow was out. Uh, Panay Sewell was just a rookie. Now Panay's – You know, picking it up. He's growing. Decker's back. Ragnow's, I think, the best center in football when he's healthy. I'm sorry, Jason Kelsey fans, but Ragnow's even better than that. Um, Really good offensive line. Then you you look at Minnesota. Now they're really poor in the interior. So the Eagles take advantage of that. But Brian O'Neill might be the best right tackle this side of Lane Johnson, and that's you know usually where. Hassan Reddick lines up so difficult matchups first two weeks again small sample size you're not going to see tackles like like Sewell and O'Neill and Decker week in and week out um, so you know it starts this week and he's got to play a little bit better no question about that
0: have you been disappointed with Jordan Davis
1: no no I I I kind of warned Eagles fans about this. It was going to be too esoteric. Uh, Jordan Davis is here to stop the run early. Now I'm, I'm not saying two, three years down the line. I'm saying there's a rookie. He's here to stop the run. And by and large, he stopped the run. And that's what he's here to do. Um, when the, when the Eagles are successful, and you look at it versus Minnesota versus non-successful Detroit. They went on first down. That creates second and third and long. You can get more aggressive. You saw Kirk Cousins fall apart with, you know, those interior blitzes taking advantage of Garrett Garrett Bradbury. Um when they don't succeed on first down and it's third and short, this is not a very good defense because then you're talking about the umbrella coverage. It's easy for easy completions, easy money, pitch and catch. So Jordan Davis is here to make sure the Eagles get as many second and long and third long situations. Now I realize ultimately, and I've talked about this with a number of people because of where he was selected. If he doesn't become a three-down player, it's ultimately going to be deemed a failure. And that was one of my concerns, because is B2B a failure? I don't no. think so. I don't think so. And he
0: was a he was <clears throat> a top uh, – John, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he was taken 12th. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I, I went back and looked at that, too, because I said the same thing as you said. I mean, his production at Georgia, I mean, he had nine sacks in 43 uh, games, and I'm like, you know – I don't know if he really is a pass rushing guy. And the guy in Tampa, they're kind of the same dude, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, I don't I don't want to put Jordan <laughs> right. in that yeah. <laughs> I I don't want to put Jordan in that category, but that's the hope that he be he comes he becomes that kind of difference maker. And I think he can. I think he can be that kind of difference maker. And if and if he does, I have no problem with it. I have no problem with it, but people love sacks. I mean, they look at sacks. How many sacks does he have? How many sacks does he have? Sometimes with B to Bay, it doesn't matter. That's not his job. Um, Now he can push the pocket. He can create issues. And that's where you hope Davis eventually gets. Um, But yeah, if they're looking for sacks, they're going to be disappointed.
0: Finally, John, Nicobe Dean, three reps so far this year
1: concern there too not, or no not getting on the field not getting on the field because TJ Edwards is the best player on this team that nobody knows about he hey John am I right when I say this this guy wasn't drafted nope wasn't Holy drafted. crap well he ran you know in it, it, the NFL's defense look everybody know for people who don't know TJ was a heck of a player in college he he was the runner-up to the for the Buckus award he he was the runner-up to I voted Juan for him. Smith um that year, when Roquan won it, yeah, um, he was the runner-up for the Buckus Award. He he's a naturally instinctive, big linebacker. We're talking two hundred forty-pound guy, um, who he ran a four eight seven. He had a bad day. At, you know he had a bad day. He doesn't run a four eight seven, but that will forever be the number in lore. And if he ran a 487, he'd be in deep, you know what, but he doesn't. So the Eagles kind of lucked out. I'm not going to say this was the plan because it wasn't the plan. They're like everybody else. I don't know if he can cover people. Saw him last week. He's naturally instinctive. You know, it's ironic. I'm old, Dan. So I got to cover Jack Del Rio back in the day when he was a player. And Jack was the same way. Jack couldn't run a lick but he was a hell of a nickel linebacker for people that I don't know when he was making the pro bowls in Minnesota. Um, he was a hell of a nickel linebacker because he was so instinctive. He understood uh, what offenses were trying to do. And, you know, I always say you can run a four, four, but if you take one false step, I'll take the guy who knows what he's doing and runs the four, six. And that's TJ Edwards. Um, The Kobe Dean, talented guy. He's not getting on the field this year, barring injury. Uh, TJ's too good. Kaiser White's too good. Um, But that's okay. You know, he doesn't have to get on the field immediately.
0: Hey, just a real quick story before I let you go. So I remember talking to Bill Walsh about this. He goes, yeah, I was looking at Rooster Jones from Pitt back in the day. And he goes, there's another guy from Mississippi Valley State who ran a 40, and he goes, he ran a 4.8. And he goes like, you know, I'll tell you what, this guy runs some pretty good routes, though. And I, and I remember asking him, and he goes, hey, Dan, do you ever remember watching Jerry Rice ever caught on a, on a field by anybody? Mm-hmm. And I went, man, I was on the field, and I'd never seen anybody catch, <laughs> catch Rice from behind. You know, I mean, sometimes those numbers, right, John? Yeah, they're misleading when you're talking about what a guy can do in between the hash marks.
1: Yeah, they are. Cherry's probably the best example ever. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many of them. You know, Chris Carter, I got to cover for a long time. Another guy can't run, can't walk. Well, <laughs> alright, he's always <laughs> open. Never, I've never seen the guy drop a pass to this day. Um, you know, he's in the Hall of Fame. So, all
0: right, um, hey, real quick, you think they get it done on um, Sunday?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I think you know. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people expect. Division games tend to be closer. Uh, it's going to be much more difficult than Monday night, but I do think they have significantly more talent. And th- you know, this is a test. You know, are the the Eagles are a good team? Yep, they're a good team. I think we all know that. Are they going to be a great team? Great team. You know, you got to be consistent from week to week consistency is the key
0: john thank you so much for taking so much time with me and don't forget all john's work is over on the jacob sports media channel you see all the great stuff that he posts it's always one of the top views you get really a great education uh, sometimes great co-sell's the guy i would say john McMullen is our great co-sell here on our network here thank you so much john i appreciate it very much and travel safe up to fedex
1: all right thanks dan Appreciate You
0: bet. It. Our good friend, John McMullen, who I have great respect for. Great stuff, by the way. Appreciate it. Hit the like button. Don't forget, my friends. Our good friends at Morgan & Morgan want you to know this. If you're ever hurt or injured on the job, there's only one law firm for you to go to, and that is Morgan & Morgan. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are and what they do. Last 30 years, they've represented their clients to the tune of $13.5 billion when it comes to restitution. If you're hurt or injured on the job, only one place to call. Over 800 attorneys strong in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida. Nobody's better. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. And when you call them, tell them Dan Cilio
2: sent you. I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour, like this. And only 25 miles per hour, this. Injured, dial Pound Law. There's only one Morgan & Morgan.
5: Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at Eleven with Rick Williams.
6: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
7: Go first! <laughs>
0: Joe, boy, Big Love talking to John McMullen. Please hit the like button. Can I show you something that resembles what Jalen Hurts is doing as a leader in Philadelphia versus what happened with Carson Wentz? I'm 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 totally I'm totally in the room with what you guys have said about Wentz being a shitty teammate. I believe that with all my heart. I completely believe that it's the worst thing you can have in your locker room because it turns into a locker room cancer. Let me give you some examples here. Did you see what Jimmy Garoppolo said today? He was asked a question as they get ready for Denver this week. By the way, we'll talk about week three of the NFL at the top of the hour. Listen what Jimmy Garoppolo said. Yeah, I constantly go over to Trey and stay. Stay positive. Your time's coming. What? What? That gives you goosebumps. That's a phenomenal teammate. That's everything you want in a starting quarterback. Winning the huddle. Winning your teammates over that one statement that garoppolo made right there shows you why garoppolo commands respect not because he throws for 375 yards because he puts his hand on a guy that's down maybe a little bit and says to trey lance stay positive your time's coming Think about all the shit that went down the last three years with Jimmy Garoppolo. Stayed positive. Nobody was patting him on the back. Freaking organizations have been trying to kick him out since Tom Brady became available. Man, that shit gives you goosebumps. Now I know what the secret sauce is for Garoppolo, why people love him. He's a freaking phenomenal teammate. Man, I love that. This is the problem that McNabb had. He wasn't a great teammate either. He didn't have respect for everybody in the huddle. Jalen Hurts tries winning the huddle. He could get this. Jalen and Brady know if I win the huddle, I win the game. Carson hasn't figured that out. Carson, there's 11 guys in the huddle. You just can't befriend seven of them. You got to win the whole huddle. You got to win everything in the locker room. You win the huddle, you win the locker room, you win the game. Jalen has figured that out faster than anybody else I've seen since Tom Brady. It's it's a lesson for every young quarterback to watch how Jalen hurts Tom Brady. And Garoppolo command respect in their locker rooms. They try to win the huddle. They win the huddle. They win the locker room. They win games. And then men follow you. Organizations respect you. Organizations buy you, A.J. Brown. Draft you other guys. Build the defense up. Put a game plan around you. Because you know why? You sold them. You sold them. Get this. How would you like to be an MVP in the NFL and the Green Bay Packers draft a quarterback in the first round? You're the freaking MVP, and they draft a guy to replace you, and you're the reigning MVP. (laughs) Man, I don't know about you, but I I don't don't know, man. That doesn't seem like something that – I wonder Aaron Rodgers got pissed off. Okay? Steven, it's Carson Wentz has skills. Carson has skills. But the most important skill he doesn't possess is being a good teammate. Dude, like I said, I'd rather have you tell me work on your speed cells, work on getting off box, Work on making sure that you don't get slipped or scooped. One thing I don't ever want to hear my coach come to me and say, why don't you work as being a better teammate? You know what? I had had that happen to me. I didn't start my first couple games at Miami. I played the guy in front of me. Some of you heard this story before. And I'm doing 10 tackles and two sacks I'm killing people. I'm not starting, though. Because every time somebody put a microphone in front of me, I'm doing this. Yeah, man, I'm great. I did this. I did that. I did this. Coach Johnson came up to me and goes, boy, you had a hell of a game, Silio." Mentioned your teammates ever? No, well, I don't know. Oh, next week I don't start again against South Carolina. Play 75% of the game. Like, what the hell's going on? Finally, somebody came to me. Butch Davis came to me, and he goes like this. Well, why don't you name your teammates first and talk about the other guys you play with and what a privilege it is to be in the conversation with Jerome and all the rest of these guys, Verdi and Michael Irvin and all these guys. Why don't you do that, man? Mention your teammates. You've never mentioned a teammate. Next time I had a mic put in front of me, hey, I'm just proud to be here, man. I'm really glad that I could play with a unit like this and be on the number one team in the country. And it's really great. I started the next week. Jimmy Kane me and goes, Remember something, kid? We're all in this together. It ain't just you. I never looked back. He turned me into a good teammate because it was all about me. You know, one thing to be a boxer or tennis player or golfer. It's another thing to play pro ball or in a big-time college football program like I did. Okay? You're in this thing together. You See Nick Saban, what he says? We don't have depth charts here. We have great players here. (laughs) It's the greatest line I've heard. Alabama doesn't have depth charts. Alabama has great players. Best I've ever heard anybody deal with. Dude, the depth chart matters. Transfer. The transfer portal portal is essential on that depth chart. You're not one, two on the depth chart at Alabama. I'm out of there. I'm not wasting years sitting on the pine. Got to be a good teammate is my point. Jalen, listen to Garoppolo. I told Jimmy Garoppolo today. Stay positive, kid. You'll be there, and it's all good. Don't worry. You need anything from me, let me know. (sighs) Nobody who feel – get this, Garoppolo doesn't feel threatened. He's got an air of confidence about him that will resonate with the rest of that team, and you want to hear something? I'm going to take San Francisco over Denver because of that guy. That guy exudes winning. I want to go to battle for that guy. I love that shit. Man. Guy, if I'm sitting in that locker room or I'm at a press conference and I hear Jimmy G talking like that, or Jalen, look at how he handled the Wentz story. Hey, your relationship with Carson Wentz. And you know what? I'm paraphrasing it here. here here's what Jalen said. Hey, was, I have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he was great to me. We have a good relationship, and I really learned a lot, and I just have really great admiration for the guy. And Wentz reciprocated it and told him the same thing. (sighs) Perfect. Perfect. Not gushy, not over the top, professional. This guy's a pro, man. One thing that he's won me over with, Jalen Hurts, he is a true pro. That's how a pro acts. Not talking about hallucinogens sitting around up in green Bay talking about going to like hate Ashbury and smoking like a uh, uh, Juju bust and getting all like the, uh, the fairy dust and smoking it and putting it on his uh, wound up marijuana stick or mushrooms or such. That's weird, weird. He's a weird dude. He's a great player. He's a weird dude though. Weird dude. There's a good vibe in Philly. Another comment, too, that you're going to be thankful I bring this up. And one thing that the Eagles are doing that the Cowboys, they're just, the Dallas Cowboys are unraveling in front of your eyes. I'm going to hit on that. Week three of the NFL, stay here on the National Football Show, hour number two coming. National football show it's your boy big Sills football friday please hit the like button thank you guys so much really quick hour number one here it's going to be a great week three in the nfl some great college football games we'll hit on that as well the dallas cowboys are unraveling in front of your eyes eagle fans just sit back in your chair and watch and laugh get your popcorn your beer and just keep watching why in the world would an NFL owner slash general manager come out publicly on a radio show and say, hey, I welcome a quarterback controversy in Dallas? Why would he do that? What is the end of what, – what, what, where are you going? What's the end result in that? Sit back and watch this stuff because it is really more important in Dallas to get ratings – than rings now. The Cowboys don't care about. I am convinced, one thousand percent. Now the Dallas Cowboys and the ownership do not care about winning Super Bowls anymore. Jerry's fine with the 3 he won, and he doesn't give a shit anymore about it. Because you know why? The wealth of his team has gone up when he bought the team for one hundred fifty-four million dollars. Now it's worth like six billion. You probably could sell it for ten billion. It's, it's the greatest brand in sports, and they haven't done shit in 30 years. They don't care about winning titles in Dallas, and I am convinced of that until the owner slash general manager shuts his mouth. How does that help Dak? Why would you undermine your coach and your quarterback in the same breath? Watch this. Even if you think you don't mean it, being cute, like you you tried to be cute with Jimmy Johnson and say anybody could coach this team? Well, guess what? You've had 70 coaches since Jimmy. You've never been able to replace them. You've never had the success you had with Coach Johnson once he left the building. But he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Hey, Steven. Don't say F Jerry, embrace him. Make sure he never leaves the ownership and the day-to-day say in the operation of the team. Because once that happens, the Cowboys might start winning again. And I'm not just talking about winning 12 regular season games. I'm talking about actually going out and making significant wins and winning big. I can't think the last time the Cowboys won a big game. It's gotta be 30 years. Big games are not in regular seasons. Those regular season wins get you to the big games. Big games are playoff games. Get this, guys. This game on Sunday for the Eagles against Washington, it is the road and one of the bricks you have to put in the road to the Super Bowl. That's all it is. But you need every brick to get there to make that road and that path to get there. How smooth your path is, is how many wins you put on the table. And when everyone goes, that that was a big game, the Minnesota game. No, it was one of the bricks in the road. Big games are playoff games. Xander says this all the time, and he's right. Dude, you can win all the regular season games all you want. You can have great moments. Don't mean shit. Don't mean shit. You got to win the chip. Playoff games. Dude, one's legacy and resume is filled with what you do in the moment. Not leading up to the moment. Dak is average at best. I want him to keep for another five to eight years. Don't want them to luck up into a generational quarterback. They've already lucked up, like you said, Flex, into getting Micah Parsons. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on Monday night against New York. I think Dallas gets that win on Monday night. And the Giants, I think it's a cute story, but I don't really see anything there. I think Saquon Barkley's better. Daniel Jones isn't. Jim, I love Steven. He's been on the show a couple times already. I do. And Steven's got a little bit more say, but why would Jerry come out on a radio show going? Cooper Rush has a chance to beat Dak Prescott out. Guy you're paying $42 million to. Is, are you wishing that? Doesn't it almost seem that Jerry Jones was always reluctant to even give the keys to Dak after his boy Tony Romo lost the job? I don't know about you, but I always thought that that was forced. I Didn't you feel that way? That Dak Prescott was forced on Jerry. Didn't want to sign him. They had that, that constant party of, like, you know, dating, not dating. Are you going to sign him, not sign him? I always thought he was forced on him. Rage goes, I love Jerry. <laughs> he's an undercover Eagle fan. He, he he's. I agree, man. I agree. Some of you think the Giants win on Monday. Okay. Dak never licked his boots. Hey, when you make 45 million dollars, Brian, I ain't licking anything except a lollipop. <laughs> I don't have to kiss anyone's ass, dude. I got that FU money now going. You know what I mean? This guy's out there saying, yeah, hey, Cooper Rush. That's like that's like Howie Roseman going, like, hey, if if Jalen doesn't play better. Gardner Mitchell can beat him out and take that job, and we'll give him the $40 million. <laughs> What's the point of that? Like I said, I always thought when Howie came out and started talking shit immediately on Carson Wentz after his final season. Dude, don't talk shit on what you have, because you may have to deal it. Remember, it was a compensation type of pick. Word that if he played a certain amount of plays for the Colts, it wasn't really a slam dunk one. Carson had to play well, which he did. All, all popped up oxycodo Oxycodone. Jim Ursay didn't see it that way, though. Now he's 0-2. Congratulations. Great job, Jim. You're doing a hell of a job since Andrew Luck retired. <laughs> right? Why in the world would you do that? Yeah, Dak sucks. Cooper's great. Here's my new boy. Look at my new guy. There's such a knee-jerk reaction in Dallas. That's another major problem. Dallas is a knee-jerk reaction. It's like a fish in a pond that sees another lure. You know, you're trying to catch that bass. You got the lure in. All of a sudden, the fish sees another lure, and he's immediately off to the other lure. That's Jerry Jones. Get up patience. That's why the Steelers are the gold standard on how you run a franchise. And have been since 1969. Jesus criminy. You put them yes men in there as your head coach. So there's no, hey, get this. You get no drama from the coach. You get the drama from the owner. Shit. At least Jeffrey Lurie shuts his mouth. Crazy, man. (laughs) If Jerry didn't sign Dak, the conversation would have rolled from football story to a social issue. Oh, God, I know. I saw Stephen A. Smith, Bob, what he said about the coach in Boston. You don't see, like, white guys having this come out. And I'm like, man, there is a protocol with the Celtics that you're not supposed to do anything negative or date people inside the building. We had that with the Cowboys, too. We couldn't date the cheerleaders, or anybody in the building, and that was something that was all the way back to Tech Shram. And so you never dated anybody in the building. You know that. You I mean, you know, this guy was a player too, man. And Stephen A. Smith is trying to turn it into a racial issue. You know why? He's trying to use Boston against themselves. What an absolutely sick human being to race bait people like that. You know, I I, I I'm not posting that kind of stuff but it's race baiting. You ever notice anything that Stephen A. Smith says, quite frankly, the only time you get a reaction out of him is when it is racially context, nothing else. He doesn't say anything. that really matters. It's his race stuff. He is such a race baiter, man. I mean it. And he knows it too. And ESPN tolerates it. You imagine if a white guy said that, that was a broadcaster. Oh, wait, let's move on. Michael Irvin, was, Michael Irvin was never dating cheerleaders. It was actually Troy Aikman who did one, dated one, okay? It was, it was Troy that actually did. I was there for it. And that's when Skip Bayless accused Troy Aikman of being gay to sell his books because nobody ever saw Troy Aikman with a woman because he was secretly dating one of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders because he knew her from Oklahoma. And she got a job with the Cowboys, but he knew her, and that's why some of the people in the building were okay with it because he knew her from OU before he went to UCLA. And everyone knew who he was dating. Dated her for a long time, too. But Bayless said, I never see the guy with the guy. So he made an innuendo that Troy was gay. Why do you think Troy has never gone on undisputed or a cold pizza, or anything to do with Skip Bayless. And anytime you ever ask him, Google it. Dixie's the biggest, lowest form of human being he's ever been around. And Skip says that he's some Dallas Cowboy fan. Well, Troy Aikman is no Dallas Cowboy fan, no, no uh, Skip Bayless fan. Sold a book with an innuendo that he was gay. We all knew it. Fox doesn't give a shit about it, though. Imagine that. You call Troy Aikman gay and you get away with it with no substance. And you made millions selling a book, but that's okay. Some people have the, all the luck in the world, man. Google it. See what Aikman's response is when he gets the name Skip Bayless brought up. Yeah. Ask him if you're ever around him what he thinks of Bayless. Called him gay. Sold a book on it. Has chapter, a chapter in there. <laughs> and We're sitting around going, this guy is unholy. I hate him for that. I'm friends with Troy. Okay? I'm friends with Troy. We all knew it. Michael Irvin knew it. That's why you never see a lot of Dallas Cowboys from that era dealing with skip, even though he tells everybody I covered the Jimmy Johnson. You did. Well, nobody on that team liked you because of what you did to him. Okay. Anyway, week three NFL. We'll get back to some Eagle talk here in a second, but I want to get your, th- I think there's some significant games that are in week three of the NFL here, Houston, Chicago, I got the Bears 2114. Um, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to I'm going to back up on something here on Justin Fields. I I hope the kid pans out. I don't want I don't want to sound like I'm just killing the kid. I just don't see it. But I I look, I'm rooting for him. I I I hope he does. But it's Chicago. What's the last quarterback they've ever really developed there? I mean, right? Raiders in Tennessee, what a big game here. One of these guys is going to have an awful 2022 season here. Raiders got to win, Titans got to win. I got the Raiders winning this 28-20, and I'll tell you something. You guys may have been right in the end. You guys may have been right about the loss of A.J. Brown because it's significant. Ryan Tannehill is lost out there. That kid Burks they got from Arkansas has been a turd. And the loss of A.J. Brown is felt. You guys were right. I didn't think, but guess what? Just him being on the field and the presence of him being on the field, even Derrick Henry doesn't look the same. You guys were right, man. The Titans don't look, they don't look very good. I think the Raiders get it done 28-20. to Kansas City Indy. Frank Reich is on the hot seat. One of Philly's favorites, Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator of the 17th Super Bowl, I think is going to go down to 0-3 on the season, and that moving off of Carson Wentz will look even worse. 31-27, I do think it'll be close. Culture are in desperation right now, and I think the Chiefs, in my opinion... I think the Chiefs are showing you why they gave $500 million to Patrick Mahomes. He's some ball player. Buffalo and Miami. What do you guys got in this ball game? Buffalo, Miami. Just a couple guys. It's in South Florida. What do you guys have here? I think it's close. William says Bills. By the way, I think the Bills are the best team in the league. Jay says Miami. Paul says Miami. Buffalo, but it's close, says Zach. Bills, Colts, playing for a quarterback, maybe. Miami, I guarantee Tyreek Kill effect. Tua stays on fire. Buffalo escapes. Here's what I say to you guys. I say the Miami Dolphins pull an upset off here and win in South Florida. You got injuries in the Bill secondary right now, and you got two of the best wide receiving tandems that they've had in South Florida since uh, Duper and Clayton. That's the best group of wideouts that the Dolphins have had since the Marino years. Okay? And I think they get it done 38 31. Flex says, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie here, it hurts my and can win the MVP, even though I give the edge to Mahomes and Allen, but primetime games are the key of Hurts can shine in them. And divisional games, Flex. Divisional games matter, too. Like, if he goes undefeated in the NFC East, and he doesn't have – well, remember something – hey, remember this – the year that um, Lamar Jackson won the Most Valuable Player Award, do you guys remember? He threw for 3,100 yards. He did have 1,400 yards rushing and throw for 33 touchdowns. But there were not superstar passing yards. You know what I mean? Jalen may have what most of you guys have said to me, 3,700, 3,800, 900 rushing yards, 10, 11 touchdowns rushing, 25 touchdowns throwing. That's a different way of looking at the MVP instead of just looking up and going, well, the guy threw for 45 touchdown passes. So you're going to have to look at Jalen Hurts a little differently when you're looking at him for a potential MVP award. Dude, Waddle and Tyree Kill, man, I tell you, Tua stays hot. I, I I got the Dolphins in an upset here. Detroit, Minnesota at Minnesota. What do you got here? Detroit is way better. And I I told you guys Detroit was going to be better. I told you that. I didn't think Hutchinson would be this much of a factor, though. and He is. He's in the conversation for NFL Rookie of the Year, defensively. And Thibodeau comes back on Monday night for the Giants. So we're going to get a good look at him as well. But so far, Aiden Hutchinson has been a star. And see, sometimes you remember something. When D-linemen are drafted in the same draft, Aiden Hutchinson, and you start to look at some of them Georgia guys, that kid, that kid Walker, he looks pretty good with the Jags, doesn't he? And where's Jordan Davis? You're always going to be evaluated with your draft class, if you know what I'm saying. That's why I bring up Jordan all the time. The kid Walker looks pretty damn good with Doug Peterson's defense. Now there's more holes on that team, and that team is not as good as the Eagles. And when you have better players, it's tougher to get playing time. I know that. It's tougher to get playing time on the Eagles than it is the Jacks, for sure. For sure. I got the Vikings rebounding. And winning this game 31-30 to at home. And I think you're going to see some big numbers put up. Watch this. Cousins is the best 1 o'clock guy I've ever seen, and he's the worst 8 o'clock Eastern time guy I've ever seen. 2-10 and on Monday night. I've never seen anything like that. He sucks on Monday night. You guys were right. Baltimore, New England. I got the Ravens winning this 27, 21. We all agree. Come on guys. There is no way on the planet. Baltimore can suck out loud like that on defense again. I think that had to do with conditioning because I mean, they were up 31, 17. They had that game over. And then the Dolphins scored like, what was it? 14 points, 17 points. And like, what was it? Like, um, Like 80 seconds, they scored all those points? I couldn't believe it. And plus, Lamar is on – he's on fire right now. I think he's in the conversation also for the Most Valuable Player Award. And I do think what you said right there, Nathan, I think Baltimore balls out. Cincinnati at the Jets. Interesting ball game. You got to protect your burrow. Or this guy's going to be in a mass unit somewhere. I mean – 36-20, I got the Bengals. I mean, dude, you've got to win a ball game here. You just won the AFC. You can't be 0-3. You can't, but I agree with what Joe Deisman said. Hey, starting out 0-2, that was back in the 14-day schedule and the 16-game schedule. You got 17 ball games now to get yourself back in it, especially in the NFC. Flex says, the year Lamar won the MVP, don't get me wrong. He was all world, but he really made his bones in primetime Rams Monday night. Um, yeah, absolutely. He had moments in primetime moment games where you saw him and you went, Jesus, me I can't tell you how many times last year, too, me and uh, Xander were going, this guy is special. 24 points live in the fourth quarter. That's what the Dolphins put up on him. Holy cow. Look at rage, man. He's got the Jets. I got the Bengals, too. Big D Jets. Since he's got to wake up. I I, I just don't believe Joe Burrow's going to go to sleep for the rest of the year. Hey, man. Hey, Cal. They have invested so much capital in that offensive line. I cannot believe Cincinnati. They'll probably be better by the middle of the year, but it may be too late in the AFC. New Orleans, Carolina. I'm going to tell you this. Here's the last time you're going to see Baker Mayfield. When Sam Darnold's healthy, he's going to be the starter. That thing's over. Okay? That thing's over. Loser Mayfield, it's over with, man. I got New Orleans winning the game. I think they bounce back. I think Jameis bounces back. 26-17. 20, I got New Orleans. Jacksonville and the Chargers. Doug can go 2-1 and one on the season if he beats the Chargers in Los Angeles. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, Justin Herbert's too good, dude. They're just not there, even though tr- I thought uh, Trevor Lawrence played his best ball game as a pro last week. 25-30, 250-something, couple touchdowns. I thought he looked great. Blow out of the Colts, beat him 24-0. It's probably his best game as a pro. Chargers are too good, man. That back end they have, too, with their secondary. Hey, as much as you guys like the... Eagles secondary, sorry, Charger secondary is better than the Eagles secondary. And they got two premium pass rushers to boot. I mean, you got Khalil Mack and Joey Boza. There's nobody on the Eagles. That's in Derwin James's league. There's nobody in Khalil Mack or in Joey Boza's league on the Eagles. Remember that. Why they moved off of Kaiser White still, I don't get it. You would have a top tackler in the middle of the field and you have a great safety and you have CJ. I think he's back this week. Also, you add him to the mix back there. Charger defense is pretty good. Flex says Hertz is going to go nuclear Sunday night. Book it. We'll see. Okay. It's a divisional game. It'll be a huge game. Um, Oh, that's right, Jim. That's right. um, Justin Herbert's got injured ribs, doesn't he? Because he got hurt in that Chiefs game. Okay. Interesting take. You're right. He is banged up going into that. He's going to have to wear a flat jacket going into that um, into that ball game. Agreed with, I agree with you. Absolutely. That's gonna make that that could make that game a little closer. Hey, so if you're Doug, you send Walker after him, right? And hit him see if he can sustain that injury and you keep going after the quarterback, which means you bring pressure. That game may be closer. It's in LA though. They got to travel across the road. By the way, look at what the Jags have to do. So the Jags have to go to Los Angeles, right? (laughs) Boom. Then they have to fly back to Jacksonville and then up to Philly. I don't know. I might go like this, fly to LA, fly directly to Philly somewhere in Pennsylvania and work out that week and stay there. That's too much travel. Watch this. Boom, 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 boom. Then play again. No way. I say they move. I say they come to Pennsylvania after they play the Chargers. too much traveling. Eckler's a heck of a ball player. Some of you guys got the Jags in that game. You're right, man. I mean, hey, that injury is a factor. Okay. He'll still throw for 300 yards. Dougie's a way better coach than Stan. <laughs> hey, that dude Staley, man. How's he got that gig, right? Okay. Big Sills, I'll give you 50 bucks not to sing that damn song next week. I'm, hey, I didn't pick against them. I said they're winning. I said they're winning. I- I'm not, I don't. Okay, well, wait a minute. If they lose, do I still have to sing? I don't think so. I'm picking the Eagles to win, man. So the Jags are underdog six points. Yeah, on the road. Los Angeles. Jags are winning the AFC South, Scott. Uh, uh, now over Baltimore? No. Rams and Arizona. Who do you got in this one? Why do I look? Hey, by the way, I'm going to look at the elite teams in the NFC. I'm going to take a look at what we are looking at and where the Eagles fit in here in a minute. Um. Oh, that's right. My bad, Scott. Okay, Scott. Colts, Titans, Texans, Jags in the south. You're right. I'm sorry. AFC South. Baltimore's in the north. You're right. Um, hey, <laughs> Scott, you might be something there, Scott. Might be something there. You guys might be right. You might be right, man. Why do I feel the Rams aren't as good as the Eagles? And by the way, will somebody help me out? Where's Aaron Donald Ben? Has anybody seen Aaron Donald? I didn't even see him in the, in the Atlanta game. Where's Aaron Donald? Flex goes, I like Herbert, but he's got to win big games. Flex, that's what I've been saying about Jalen. He's got to win games that matter. I agree. Why do I want to pick Arizona? I, but you see, I just don't really like their guy. I don't really like their guy. I don't don't like Kyler Murray. Get this. And I said this to you guys yesterday. Kyler Murray throws a ball better than Jalen. He's more athletic than Jalen. He's more elusive in the pocket than Jalen. He even slides better than Jalen. But who would you rather have as your quarterback? I think I'd rather have Jalen Hurts than Kyler Murray. And they just gave him $230 million. That's, That's a big statement. That's a big statement for me. So, I mean, I'm telling you I would take Jalen Hurts over Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a $46 million year guy. (laughs) So I'm contradicting myself in a way here. I can't believe it. I don't know. (sighs) Okay. I don't know. I just I don't know. Hurts hates Murray because he's a member of the lollipop. (laughs) Well, Why bring up Hurts for everything? <laughs> because he's looking for the same money that Kyler Murray is. And I just said it to you, East them that he's in line for it. It's not a rip. If Kyler Murray got 46.1 and I would take Hurts over him, it's a compliment. Hello. <laughs> um, it, Ryan, I... I agree, he's way overpaid. I don't know. I'm going to go Rams 2620 here. I'm going to go Rams 2620. Atlanta, Seattle. I got this a close one, but I got Atlanta. I'm pulling for Marcus Mariota or something about the kid I really love. I voted for him for the Heisman. I met him a bunch of times. Man, I love Marcus Mariota. And I really don't like Geno Smith. But I'm starting to kind of have an affection for Geno because I think Geno's a better person now. And he's been humbled since his days in New York with the Jets. I think he's also one of those guys that struggled on being a really great teammate. And I'm starting to get into the same conversation with him going like, I think he's learning a little bit. Something that I think Wentz is going through. Dan, you do know you will be wrong if we win this week. What do you mean I'll be wrong if we win this week? Oh, yes, I do know. The two and four start? I got it, GT. I know you guys have receipts on me. I got it. Oh, that's why you will want me to sing, because the two and four starts on the line. Ah, Oh look at look at GT and Joseph now teaming up on me here. Okay. Okay, he's Camden for life. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You guys are like elephants, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I'm sure I'm very sure Xander won't like, you know, forget either. Holy shit, I forgot no matter. Hey, so wait a minute, I've oh, so wait, Washington, I win and keep myself in the two and four conversation. If Washington wins, I just predicted that the Eagles will, wow. I'm so confused right now. I'm going to have to have a Corona after this. <laughs> Joseph goes, hell no, don't sing. It's okay, Seals. We really love, <laughs> yeah, I do love my Italians. Go Jimmy G. Look at, look at his rage going, <laughs> pulling receipts out on Sillio. Yeah, Sills. Like this, Xander, right? Yeah, this is March 17th. You said that he'd never throw for 4,000 yards. This one here is June 15th. You said that the Eagles wouldn't win 12 games. Here's another one. You said that Devontae wouldn't have a 1,000 yards. That's July 28th. (laughs) Oh, man, you guys are too much, man. We'll lose one of the next three games. Flex, look at Flex. Hey, Flex, you – now, I want everyone to see this. Flex said this, not Big Sills. Okay? Flex is saying this. We'll lose one of the next three games – the likelihood of us going undefeated is slim to none. Rather lose to Doug or Kyler than Dallas when we're undefeated. Oh man. <laughs> hey, I don't think losing is good anytime. Okay. Look at look at God, that Philly, man. Personally, I don't think you sing it. <laughs> I didn't personally, I don't think you sang it the right way. Excuse me, Dank. I'm sorry here, okay? I'm not Meryl Reese. Holy cow. Zach O'Sill's all elephants. We don't forget. It's my favorite animal. Actually, that and a rhino. Wonder why. <laughs> uh, and Doug Peterson will be stroking his statue on the way out of his way when he walks by the he goes back to his car. That's classic. That's Xander saying that. Yeah, hey, why, why do I like... a hey, Xander, why do you think I like a rhinoceros and an elephant? Oh, man. Sills, everyone here got... Okay, tiebreakers are a thing. Sills, everyone here has got memories like our... Wife. Uh, that's not that funny because <laughs> my wife remembers everything. Okay, well, remember you said. And by the way, even when I apologize for something, well, you remember when I went and got you Advil for your stupid back? I thanked you. <laughs> Doesn't that carry any weight? No. Oh, okay. Jeff says I never heard Syl sing. I heard some stray cat howling. Oh man. Let me finish this thing up, man. Good night, almighty. Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Hey, how about John Runyon's kid? He plays on the Packers. And what does John Runyon do, who's head of like, uh, all kinds of like uh, conduct and hands out all suspensions? So what does John Runyon Sr. do? Yeah, Mike Evans is suspended for his little fracas there with New Orleans Saints' Marcus Latimer and he's going to miss the Packer game. Whoa! Hey, John, your kid plays on the Packers. So you don't think you're rigging the game? No. Hey, you know, I'm a man of character. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure doesn't look that. Do you know how many people think there's conspiracy theories out there that people throw games? I'm sure Tim Donaghy, too, goes, Hey, eh, the game was close. Nobody cared about three points. <laughs> Oh man, huh? Packers go like this, man. Hey, Mike Evans ain't playing. Yeah, the father helped us out. How you doing? Holy cow. Sills, my Twitter got spent it after retweeting your <laughs> ah. oh, you're such a sap, Jesse. <laughs> hey, hey, Greg, Jason Kelsey, he says looks like a rhino at times. Dude, Jason Kelsey looks like a street dude at times with all the tape hanging off him, his jerseys out, his fat gut is there. This guy looks like he looks down, he's like on the Bowery or something. This guy looks like he needs a cup of soup and a meal. And he's out there, and he's getting up on the second levels. And this guy's blocking his way all the way to Canton. It's remarkable. You watch that guy, he looks like a homeless dude playing. And when I saw him in camp, the first one I went, that's Jason Kelsey? wow. I mean, this guy had a Pabst's Blue Ribbon Gut. It was like, he's walking out of here you know, going like, oh, man. What a manster. You, you, yeah, cracking beers on his head, drinking it, going out there and killing dudes. You can't get any better than that. Lift weights? I'm not lifting anything. Hey, you know what I lift? Lombardi trophies. You can lift all the weights you want, Solio. I'm lifting Lombardi trophies. Oh, and by the way, my Hall of Fame jacket on, and then I'll put my Hall of Fame ring on. What'd he say? Nothing. <laughs> what, what'd you say, Silio? Oh, nothing. I didn't say nothing. <laughs> he th- hey, Jason Kelsey's the kind of guy that shuts a guy like me up. Excuse me, what'd you say? Nope. I didn't say nothing. Nope. 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 <laughs> uh, nope. Nope. Zach says, is your wife. You Advil, so you have to get her a diamond. Oh god trust me i'm already in trouble <laughs> my aunt and my wife okay notice how a lot of former eagles work in the player conduct office are you done right fred what's up brother thanks for stepping in with us guys please hit the like button for me thank you hey, hey Zach, kelsey drinks his he drinks his calories to keep his weight up you know everyone's got a weight to make kelsey goes yeah i got five beers tonight we're ready to rock by the way Sillio told me Corona's got more calories in them. Give me a couple of Coronas. We're good. Oh. What do you got in that Green Bay Tampa game? I get the Bucks 26-20 because it's at Raymond James. Man, the Buccaneers have no... The Bucs are winning games because their defense is elite. Okay? Their defense is elite. And San Francisco at Denver... I got Jimmy G and the Paisan Patrol 29-21 over Russell Wilson. And some of you want to go like this. Sills, you're picking the Italian, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, watch this. This is one of the only times you got – watch this. Sills, you're picking the Italian. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. I'm guilty. <laughs> His replacement is even bigger than him. I know. You guys got me. I got Jimmy G, man, in the pasta fazool. <laughs> and the gabagool. Okay, anything you want, man. Pizza free, pick it. I don't care what you want, man. Okay, but then again, the stuff with Sierra, homie. Mm. <whistles> Sierra's got to be one of the top three greatest-looking women of all time, and like Sophia Loren to me, and Sierra's in there too. I've seen her in person. Unbelievable. I saw her at an NFL uh, party, uh, the Maxim party. Xander, I saw Sierra at the Maxim party with Russell Wilson. Honest to God, I went like this. Okay, I hope nobody in here makes a scene or an ass out of themselves because it's easy to. You know how you, when, when, like, really superstars walk in? You didn't do that because she's a superstar singer. When she walked in, you're like, okay, um yeah I've seen Giselle very beautiful. I've seen Christy Brinkley, very beautiful. I see a C- I saw Sierra you're like this. yeah, okay. um I looked over at my wife and I go, oh yeah, that's one of the top three chicks of all time. <laughs> I go, that's too much to believe. <sighs> wow, and tall and it's everywhere. <laughs> Sierra overrated, not if you saw her in person, dude. Not, um, uh, Hey, Nate, Hey, Nathan, unreasonably attractive. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey guys, do me a favor. Please hit the like button here. I'm going to look at the elite teams in the national football league. And you know what? As we go into week three, doesn't this radically change? Let me get the flex here, here. Remember at a time, all of you wanted Wilson. Imagine the media. If we gave up all those assets, Man, he looks cooked, doesn't he, Flex? Flex, he looks cooked. I would still take Deshaun Watson over, Jalen. But Russell Wilson, he looks cooked in Denver. He really does look cooked. Rihanna's special, too, man. Seen her. And I'll tell you something, too. Uh, Rage, I'm going to tell you this. Rihanna is a cool chick, Okay. Ice Cube introduced me to her. She is a wonderful person. Great converse, love sports. Hoop chick, really a great person. Really a great person. All right, I'm gonna talk about those elite teams here in a second. Do me a favor. Please, guys, if you're ever hurt or injured on the job, call my friends at Morgan & Morgan and they will take care of you and your family. Last 30 years, they've done the same thing to everyone out there that calls them and just picks the phone up to the tune of $13.5 billion, hurt or injured on the job. For the people is not a slogan, it's who they are. They have over 800 attorneys in offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida to get ready to do battle for you. Look, if it's a fender bender or if it's the biggest case on the planet, they're not going to be intimidated because they're the biggest firm, as I said, in the country, and they're there to defend you and your family's rights. Call them at 800-512-1600, that's 800-512-1600. The call is free, the consultation's free. 800-512-1600, and when you call Morgan & Morgan, tell them Big
2: Sills sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, They're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too. The biggest actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan and Morgan, forThePeople.com.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers.
0: remarkable last night. By the way, please hit the like button. Browns win 29 to 17. And because a lot of people don't like to give Bill Belichick a lot of love, I tweeted this out last night at Dan Silio show. Guys, so Belichick has four starting quarterbacks in the National Football League right now that he drafted. That's unbelievable. Jacoby Brissett, Tom Brady, Mac Jones, and Jimmy Garoppolo. He's got four guys, and all four dudes were in the same room at one time, except for Mac Jones. Three of the four were in the same room when Brady was up in New England. Don't ever tell me Bill Belichick can't draft quarterbacks. That's unbelievable. And you want to know what's more unbelievable? They're not first rounders, except for Mac. Mac's the only first rounder of the four. Brady is the lowest guy. Remember what he did with Matt Castle? Matt Castle never started a down at USC. Guy had a great record in New England, even won a division title in Kansas City. That's amazing. How many franchises get the quarterback position wrong? Shit, Philly's still trying to figure it out. They may have it right with Jalen. We'll see. 15 games more to tell whether or not that's true. Off to a nice start. Okay? That's remarkable, man. Remarkable. On what he's been able to accomplishment. Russ ain't been the same. Ain't been right since uh, future. Soon the Eagles will have three once Matt Gets benched for foals. <laughs> uh, he cheated. I'll never give him respect. Philly, he didn't cheat. He never cheated. Made up Russia hoax stuff. Okay? Never cheated. Hey, <laughs> he still got Sierra, right? Martel, thank you for coming aboard. Appreciate it. Herbert, now Questionable. Oh, Herbert now questionable. All right, hey, let's look at the elite team. Hey, would we, guys, maybe you write them down too. Elite teams in the NFL going into week three. Bucks, Rams, Eagles, Niners, Packers. Those are your top five. Dan, do you think it's a big game for Hurts? GT, I think any divisional game are bigger games than regular season games that are outside of the division because this is the game that kind of puts you in a position to get to those big games in the postseason. I think this is one of the blocks that I said earlier to pave the road and make it smoother. It's a divisional game. So to answer your question without going around in circles, yeah, I how about this? I think this game against Washington is a bigger game than Minnesota. Even though Minnesota is an NFC opponent, divisional games are always more. I don't care what the Washington commanders look like. They may not be the same team Minnesota is, but I still think that this is a bigger game Sunday because this football game's is a division game. You go undefeated in your division, you're winning it. You don't drop any games in the division, you're winning the division. Then that gives you, like, potentially home field. That's something else, too, okay? The Eagles are not just going to win the East any longer. You're now in the conversation to talk about being the top seed in the NFC. The reason you won the Super Bowl in 17... Playoffs went through Philly. Playoffs went through Philly. Now, look, watch this Bucks, Rams, Eagles, Niners, Packers. Watch how I have a different opinion of those other teams. Are the Bucks trending up? I don't know. I don't think the Bucks' offense looks that hot. I think – you know who the best player on the Bucks' offense is? I think he's Leonard Fournette. I don't really think it's Brady. I, I think it's Leonard Fournette. Their defense is playing lights-out football. Are the Eagles – the, would the Eagles – I don't believe that Jonathan Gannon could put a game plan together to stop Tom Brady. So, wait a minute. Let me pump the brakes. Brady versus Gannon. Forget it. F. Gannon gets the F. He ain't beating Tom Brady. I don't think he's that sophisticated enough to beat Tom Brady. That ain't Kirk Cousins that's going to be dropping back. It's Tom Brady. Okay? Do I think Jonathan Gannon can put a game plan together to beat... Watch this. Do I think they can put a game plan together, Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni, to beat the Bucks defense? No. Do I think... Jonathan Gannon can put a game plan together to beat Tom Brady. Absolutely not. Would the game be closer? I do think that. I do think that. Okay? I do think that. Do I think this Eagle team can beat the Rams? I told you this last year. I wish to God that the Eagles had the Rams instead of the Bucks. Xander said this too, anybody but Brady at home. That was a shitty matchup. (laughs) It was going to end like that. We all knew it. But the Rams, they're showing you they – look at Atlanta. Atlanta ran the hell out of the ball on them. Dude, I think that's a fundamental problem that the Rams have, that if you can run the ball – and that's what keeps San Francisco all the time in that game with the Rams – and Kyle Shanahan versus Sean McVay is because San Francisco can run the ball. I think the Eagles. Watch this. I'm going to say this. I think that's. I think that's a pick 'em game. I think Stafford's hurt. You guys agree? I think Stafford's more hurt than what they're leading on, and I think that's a. I think the Rams and the Eagles are a pick'em game. Okay? Martel goes Rams lose to us. Do you think I'm crazy when I say that? That that's it's a pick'em game? Big Pickin says Tampa Bay's defense is the biggest obstacle for any team in the NFC. Agreed. Let's see what that looks like in a couple weeks, though. Now remember something. Cause here, picking, they just went on, and they they got Cole Beasley off the street because they're not comfortable with what they have in their wide receiving court. And by the way, the Eagles made a right call and they were lucky. That kid, Chris Godwin, he is always hurt. That kid is always hurt, man. He's always in the tub. He's never active. I don't know. I pass on him in free agency. I never see that guy healthy. It almost seems like every year he's been in the league. He's been injured right Davey look at Davey Davey speaking like a former player F the Rams I want the bucks yeah 215 I'm with you man Godwin I just don't see it I think he's always banged up to some some stupid shit with him right do I think the Eagles can beat the 49ers you did in a year ago but this is a different team this year Who's playing better ball right now, San Francisco or the Eagles? The Eagles are playing better ball. I might pick the four. I might pick the Eagles over the 49ers here today on September 23rd. Packers. Packers got Aaron Jones. He's better than Miles Sanders. Eagles have a better O line. Packers have a better quarterback. Eagles have a better wide receiving core with tight end to boot. Packers have a better defense. They have better corners, I think. Just gave a guy, he's the highest paid corner in the league. Um, I think they got better pass rushers in Green Bay. Now, they were torched by Minnesota in week one. We saw this last year, though, when Green Bay got killed by New Orleans, it didn't matter. I still think the Packers would be a problem for the Eagles because they can run it and throw it also. But there's more skilled guys. I think it depends where the game is. Philly D, burned tape sales, Patriots cheated. I don't care what you think. They didn't cheat. They won Super Bowls after the suspensions. They deflated footballs. The, The spy gates. Didn't matter. If it mattered so much, why did they still continue to win Super Bowls? Didn't matter. It was made up. Sorry, Philly. It's made up. Didn't matter. As a matter of fact, you can have all the game plan. Can you imagine this? You can have all the game film you want on Brady. You ain't beating him. You're not. You got the greatest coach and the greatest player in the history of the sport. You're not beating him. You're not. Case closed. I don't care what you call it. It's just another form of trying to put a nick in a person's resume. I don't care what people say. Never mattered. Deflated. Fu- you know, I wasted about... Let me say this. I wasted about three years of my life talking about PSI. <laughs> uh, I don't care. Okay? Look at Paul. you calling Jim Johnson a liar? I'm saying I disagree with him. Never mattered. Because if you cheat, usually... Once you correct that cheating thing, you don't win three more Super Bowls. <laughs> they went on to win three more Super Bowls after that. What did they do then? Oh, what? Did, hey, come up with something else. Okay. I'm sure Adam Schiff could. <laughs> hey, I've got all the evidence. <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit what you call Paul. I disagree with him 100%. You could bring up every name you wanted. Usually when people call other people cheaters and there's really no evidence to the fact that it had any impact on the game because they went on and won more. And actually after the cheating scandal or the so-called uh, Spygate, they went undefeated. <laughs> Boy, what an impact. The next year they go undefeated. <laughs> All right, let me reset. I got to get in. We gotta, we're got we already in the hour three here. I got to take a time out here. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show, Hour 3 coming.
3: Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on
5: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
6: Go passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently.
7: Go first.
0: Big Tilt here on a football Friday. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for stepping in with us. Should be a great weekend. Some great college football games, too, this weekend, too. We're going to reset here in a second. thought John McMullen was awesome in the first hour. We so thank you again. Listen, I'll say it one more time to you. If Hassan Reddick doesn't show up in this game on Sunday versus the Washington Commanders, um big Sill's not going to be happy on monday now let's do this they're playing this good right now and they look like one of the better teams in the nfc the eagles how much better are they going to be as defense by the bye? I personally don't think we've seen the best of this defense yet. And I think it's taking time and longer because of the new faces that's on that side of the ball. And we should have expected this, the inconsistency, not so good against Detroit, then turn around and you see a better effort against Minnesota. Do we all agree? Okay. Do we all agree? Hang on. Hang on, Zach. Do we all agree that it's going to take a little bit more time for the defense to get better because of the new faces, okay? Don't we think that? Don't we think that? That it's going to take a little bit more time for them to be able to really gel as a unit? These guys haven't played together. Why would we think that you could plug and play somebody that they've only played two games together these guys have only put together what? 120 minutes of football as a unit. Is that fair, right? Hey, hey Xander, Xander goes like this. Reddick looks like a shrimp out there next to the tackles. He is. That's why he's now on his third team in three years. Because he is a shrimp. He's a one-dimensional guy that Howie gave $15 million a year to. Biggest mistake Howie made was giving that guy that money. How many people do you think in the open market would have given Reddick that money? They'd be in the same position that Arizona and Carolina were in. I, I Hey, of all the guys they brought in, I'm going to wait a couple more weeks before I say anything. Howie overpaid for the guy, in my opinion. He may go out there on Sunday and shut big sales up, and he may have three sacks. Nathan, you think it's rust? Why would he have rust? This guy's got 24 sacks in the last two years. Supposedly, he's one of the best edge rushers was out there available in the open market. What rust? Rust? Okay, or how about this? This guy doesn't have a natural. That's what this comes down to. Can I tell you? This guy doesn't have, hey, Nathan says shrimp, that sack's like a machine. That's all he can do. That's all he can do. And here's the thing. Wait a minute. Spike, he doesn't have a natural position. He's not an edge. He's not a defensive end. He's not an outside linebacker. He's not a will linebacker. He's not a Sam linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. He's not a corner. He's not a strong safety. He's not a free safety. 99% of the people in this league have a position. Reddick doesn't. You can't put him anywhere and quantify him as a position player, except for this. He's a specialized pass rusher. That's it. He's not a good tackler, and he's not Good in covering tight ends and backs. Watch him. Bring any game film you want. Ask Arizona or Carolina. They'll tell you he can't cover backs. Why does Jonathan Gannon have him covering backs? He's a DE linebacker? What the hell is that? He's a DE linebacker. That's 6'1", 235, 235. To Xander's word, that's a shrimp. But he's a pass rusher. Sales, again, you talk about empty calories for us uh, for Kirk Cousins. What was he doing in Arizona with those sacks in Carolina? Like Carolina sucked, and they were constantly. What 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 impact did he have on Carolina and Arizona? Zero. Those were empty calorie sacks that meant nothing in the landscape of anything. But Howie was in such a move to go because you know why? I'll say it Derek Barnett. He is trying to cover for Derek Barnett. Hassan Reddick was signed because of Derek Barnett and his failures. Plain and simple. Howie hasn't got the edge rusher right since he's been the general manager of the Eagles. Howie Roseman hasn't got the quarterback right since he's been the general manager of the Eagles. He may have it right with Jalen. 15 more games will probably tell us. He really kind of didn't get the wide receiver right. That's why he got A.J. Brown. Devontae is there. I agree. Of all the wide receivers, Devontae's probably his best. I'm telling you, reality. Hassan Reddick is a man without a position. He's not that great a player. Okay? His numbers, you take the numbers out, he's a non factor in first and second down. And when you, he, Michael Parsons can cover a tight end and back. Most guy TJ Watt can. This guy can't. I don't think it's a very good pickup. Now, I think it's too early for me to say that out loud, but I did. So I'm going to be held to it. So we'll see what happens. Hey, man, they got a shitty old line up in Washington. And if that dude doesn't make an impact on Sunday and he don't have a sack, it's, it, hey, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I've been saying this since they brought him in. Carolina won a Super Bowl? Who? Okay. Who? Derek Barnett. And by the way, Fletcher Cox is not an edge rusher. He's not an edge rusher. And Brandon Graham has been solid. He's been solid. I wouldn't say all pro. He's been solid. Parsons is 6'3". Yeah, (laughs) 256. 256, 260, and LT showing up on Monday to watch him. I don't know. Okay? God rest his soul. I don't know if Reggie's showing up watching Hassan Reddick go out there and run around like a chicken with his head chopped off. I don't think Reggie would be going to that. I think Jeremy Macklin was a good ball player. I wouldn't call him elite. I'd say Deshaun Jackson was a heck of a ball player. That's 10 years ago. That's 10 years ago you're talking. What about them clowns that he's been drafting since outside of Devontae? Okay? Okay. You sound like a cowboy fan. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Graham is solid. Great. He's a captain. Wonderful. I'm not dude, that guy is not an all pro player. Where where the hell did you hear that? Oh, you must have heard it in Philly. He's a heck of a guy and a great teammate, and he really fits into what they're doing. That don't make you all pro. Shit, I think the kid Josh Sweat's got more talent than him. He's got to live up to it. Remember I said last year about Josh Sweat? I don't think Josh Sweat's an every-down guy. I think he's rolling into that. Of all the guys that are in that front forward that have improved, Josh Sweat, to me, and Milton Williams look like guys that are growing into being every-down ballplayers. Okay? Okay. Okay, I mean I just hey it's no shade. It's no shade, okay? On, on on Graham. It's don't don't take it that way. Don't be so personal on it, man. He's a he's a great leader. He is everything in the locker room you want. His players and teammates love him. Don't don't make it sound like I'm talking. I don't want it to sound like that, but to call him an all-pro is false and to say that he's been one of the better ends in the league is false that's not true he's been a good player for them hey remember something on first rounder guys if you can draft a starter you've won not everybody's going to be an all pro or a pro bowler so if that's your benchmark that's a wrong benchmark if you draft a starter and that guy starts for 10 years, eight years. You won that pick. They won the pick. He's been a starter, a perennial starter. That's the benchmark. Dude, the idea is drafting starters. Hey, you hope they become pro bowlers. You hope that they become all pro. Okay? You hope that. Shit, how he's failed that corner. Who's the best corner Howie drafted? Can you name him? Or did he have to go trade for Slay? Which is fine. Which is fine. You make a mistake, and then you see where you can find it. By the way, watch this. He may not have drafted one of the, a lot of great corners since he's been in charge of personnel in Philly, but he identified Slay in Detroit, and Detroit couldn't do it. He brought him in. Says one of the top three corners now in the league. Dude, that's a massive win for Howie Roseman. There's there's ways, but be fair in how you assess guys that are evaluating talent, too. You gotta be fair with who people are. You can't don't over don't overrate your guys. Say who they are. Like, like here, here's Jalen. Jalen Hurts has outperformed his second round pick. I would say this to you. If you knew Jalen was going to play the way Jalen is playing, he's a top 15 pick. You may, you would start to consider him in the category. Look, if Manziel can get drafted 22 or Kyler Murray can be a first rounder. Kyler Murray was in the top five and you could start to pick guys like that. Mert, Hey, He's 50 times better than Manziel. It's not even a conversation. He's 50 times better than loser Mayfield. Mayfield was the number one overall pick. If you had to put Jalen in a draft with what you now know about him, he's a top 15 guy. That's a high pick. Okay. That's a high pick. Philly goes, how about the great picks that Howie has had? Yeah, they're in the O-line. Okay, I would say Sanders, Jalen, Goddard, Devontae. But here, you want to do something? Philly, outside of Jalen Hurts from that 2019 draft, is there anybody on the team from that draft? That's three years ago. Is there anybody on that draft from 2019 that he had three years ago? Is there? Outside of Jalen? Quez, mulata was in 19, so two out of the eight. That's not – look, he got three right, uh, Jalen, Quez, and mulata Okay? Okay? That's not bad. That's how you usually should look at a draft. Go back three years. Usually takes you three years to evaluate what a draft class looks like. Now, look, I'll say this to you. If they get the quarterback right, that was a grand slam draft, actually, if you think about it. Murray went number one? Okay. All right, let me ask you something about Sunday's game here. Let's go to Sunday's game. Who is the most important person you think in this game offensively, not named Jalen Hurts, for the Eagle offense? Can you? The the most important player against Washington – Who is he? Okay. Miles Sanders. Scott, you're right. Miles Sanders. Boy, I'll tell you what, man. If Miles Sanders continues to play the way he is, he's averaging 85 yards. And like I told you, check it out what he's on pace for right now. What he's doing right now. Look at this. Miles Sanders continues to do what he's doing. And you continue this trend. 85 times 17. That's a question, right? Whether or not he plays the 17. This guy's on pace for almost 1,500 yards. This guy's going to the Pro Bowl. That player puts 1,500 yards up. He'll be one of the hottest free agents out there. Because remember, how we allowed him to go into this year without a contract. At the end of the season, he's finished in Philly. And if you put 1445 up, I'm not coming back at $3 million, homie. I'm coming back for $7 million. And by the way, 1445, he might lead the NFL in rushing. He might lead the NFL in rushing this year. Derrick Henry ain't doing shit in Tennessee right now. He might lead the NFL. If this kid stays healthy, hey, you know, everyone's saying how good A.J. Brown is out to a start. You see Dallas Goddard getting out to a start or Jalen out to a start. I would say this to you. If Miles Sanders continues the play that he's playing, he'll be the most productive guy on that offense outside of Jalen Hurts of anybody in that huddle. 1445, if he can start catching some passes out of the backfield too, say he puts 50 catches up and he gets almost 1,500 yards, he'll be your offensive He'll be in a conversation for your offensive MVP. Okay? He's off to as good a start as anybody in the league. What's his yards per carry, you think? I don't know what his yards per carry are right now. Picken says, we've been ma- waiting for Sanders. 85 yards a game? I'm telling you. You know, you could keep talking about Saquon Barkley all you want. But since... You want to hear something? Since Miles Sanders has come into the league, he's outperformed Saquon Barkley. Barkley's got 19 or 1,700 yards rushing, and I don't give a shit he's injured. That's part of playing running back. Actually, he's missed more times than Miles. He's at five, one a carry. He'll be in the Pro Bowl. And watch this. By the end of the year, I think Miles Sanders is going to have more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley will. because they don't have a quarterback in New York like they do in Philly. That guy running around, the second-best back in Philadelphia is a quarterback. This guy's averaging six yards a carry, five nine, Dude, this guy's career numbers are insane. There's, he'll be – you put up 1,500 yards and 50 catches? I don't know, man. You're going to look at Miles – You of all the players in the huddle for the Eagles – that you'll have a different opinion on if that guy comes through and lives the way he lives with those numbers and is averaging 80 yards a game and puts up 1,400-plus yards, Miles Sanders will change everybody's opinion of him on how they see him, and he's going to be a rich man. Five nine a carry. Dude, of all the guys in that eagle huddle, I am hoping for him the most because I love a good running game. And I agree with you, Philly, even if he has the 1,500 yards, I don't think they're going to pay him either. How could you let that walk out the building, though? How could you let a guy who could have a season like like Brian Westbrook? He's not Brian Westbrook, please. I'm not saying that. But a year like that, 50 catches, Westbrook was spectacular. Okay? Spectacular. And I've said this to you, in the last 20 years, over a long stretch of time, in my opinion, outside of the quarterback position, I don't give a shit who you say. Brian Westbrook was the most explosive player the Eagles have ever had, or since 2000. 77 catches, 1,500 yards, 800 receiving, 1,300. The guy did it consistently. The guy was a machine. He was Christian McCaffrey, Before Christian McCaffrey, but he was healthier. Gainwell, okay, I think he's decent. Hey, hey, Cal, I thought Shady McCoy was a great player, but personally, I'll take Brian Westbrook over him. And I I thought Shady was great. Don't get me wrong, I really did. I thought Shady McCoy was great, but Westbrook was better. I just thought he was better. And I'll take him okay I just there's something about the way he played okay he was just something he was he he was he was just something for him to watch yeah I mean Dolphins Westbrook was dude every guy today in the league wants a guy like that he is the prototypical running back for today you can get a guy with 60 catches he you know who he was he was a one step down version from Marshall Falk. He was one of them guys. Falk, thousand yard receiving, thousand yards rushing. Um, the guy in San Francisco, what was his name? Roger Craig. He was kind of like that stuff. Those guys are impossible to defend. And when you got a receiver like Rice and a quarterback like Montana, and you got a back that's getting you dual threats, receiving and rushing. It's undefensible. When I played against those 49er teams, you had a guy that gained 1,000 yards and 1,000 yards receiving and rushing. You had Rice on the right, and you had John Taylor on the other side, and you had Joe Montana. You can't defend it. You just can't defend it. <laughs> I mean, you arguably have two of the greatest players in the history of the sport at their respective positions, And you got a running back that does things no running back does in the game. 1,000 yards rushing, 1,000 yards receiving. Roger Craig was the first. Roger Craig should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's how great he was. Uh, uh, Omar Westbrook was so elusive. And you know what he was too? He was so durable, so strong, rarely got hurt, conditioned his body. And here's a guy that came from Nova, not a giant program. I know how long came out of there. A couple other dudes have come out of that program, but not a factory. You know what I mean? I mean, he came out of like, I thought at the time when he played, they may have even been division one double a hell Nova, maybe still won double a I voted for him this year for the hall of fame for college football. And he got in. Yeah. Would you think I wasn't going to vote for Brian Westbrook? Westbrook thanked me, too, for voting for him for the Hall of Fame, and he ended up making it. I was proud to be part of that process. I'm a voter for the College Football Hall of Fame. Hey, you want to hear a stupid stat about the College Football Hall of Fame? Joe Montana and Tom Brady could never go into the College Football Hall of Fame. And they both won national titles. Brady's got a national title ring as a backup, and Montana won a national title at Notre Dame but they can never go into the college football hall of fame. You know why? Cause they didn't make first team all American. They got some sort of like pre- um, prerequisite that you have to have a first team all American that's recognized. And if you're not, you don't go in. So Brady and Montana can never go into the pro football or college football hall of fame. <laughs> Would I vote for hurts for what? I don't think he made first team all American. I think he was a runner-up to the Heisman. I'm sure he, hey East Candom, um, I'm, I he he probably made some recognized first team. Would I vote for Hertz? Probably. Had a great year at Oklahoma, and he was a former hey Xander. Am I right? He's a former Southeastern Conference um, offensive player of the year. I think he finished second to Heisman at Oklahoma. And I believe he was an SEC Offensive Player of the Year when he was at Bama. So I, I, yes, yes, I would vote for Jalen Hurts to go to the College Football Hall of Fame. I think th- those are some really great awards. I mean, you're second in the Heisman, and I, I but there has he has to have made. He 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 has to have made. <laughs> look at Nick. He, look, what hey? Who's Nick talking about? Hey, Sills. Clap, 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 sack. Who, who, Who's he talking about? Yeah, well, he didn't lead that team to a national title, though, MJ. Then again, Brady didn't lead that Michigan team to a national title either. Hey, Sills, if we get a future Super Bowl with Tua and Hurts, how awesome would that be? That would be amazing. That's a great conversation. I've got that written down. Um, I've got that written down here. Commander Sack. Okay. Hey, do me a favor. Hit the like button. Hertz and Tua. I do have that written down. I'll explain. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show.
3: Go to get your game on, go for the beers.
5: Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
6: Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently.
7: Go first.
0: National Football Show with your boy, Big Sills. Should be a great weekend in football. By the way, some college games. Maryland at Michigan. By the way, I think Michigan's decent. I don't think they're great. But because, you know, Harbaugh, Big Ten, and all the political stuff that goes on with the Big Ten, they're going to be pushed. By the way, I vote on the top 25. I think I got him fourth or fifth, somewhere in there. Florida, Tennessee would be a pretty good one. It's in Knoxville at Neyland Stadium. Texas, Texas Tech could be decent. Oregon, Washington State. Um, Arkansas, Texas A&M will be interesting. Wisconsin, Ohio State could be the best game of the weekend. So I don't know about a bunch of great games this weekend. But uh, probably that Wisconsin Ohio State game will be interesting, and I want to see what Florida does against Tennessee. Um, I think the Gators got a bunch of talent there too. Um. Hey, did you see that thing that I posted, hey, hey, Xander? Did you see that thing that I posted about the LSU game in 2019? Guys, I got to I got to bring this up here. Give me a second here. I posted this thing and somebody pointed this out to me. I think it was, I think it was coach Ogeron that posted it, that uh, pointed this out to me. It was like the 2019 LSU Alabama game. And the amount of players that were on the field at that time. Listen to this. Listen to this. You guys ready? So, in the LSU Alabama 2019 game, it featured Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Tua Viola, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, Devonte Smith, Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddle—all in the same game. That's why you watch Southeastern Conference games. That's why you recruit in the sec did you hear that list that's an all you could put an all-star all-pro team together off that 2019 lsu alabama game you had some of the greatest players in the game right now that's playing in the nfl in that game playing against one another that's incredible absolutely insane what kind of talent was on the field for that football game wow Dude, I mean, unbelievable, man, right? Texas does look a little bit better. They do. All right, let me ask you something about Tug of Viola and Hurts here. Who's looked more impressive so far? And John McMullen was on with us earlier. The top three quarterbacks in the NFL are Tug of Viola, Jalen Hurts, and Carson Wentz. Those are your top three quarterbacks in the NFL right now, okay? With guys like Brady and Rodgers and Stafford in the NFL and Mahomes and that, the three quarterbacks are Tucker Viola, Jalen Hurts, and Carson Wentz, okay? Scott says both in different ways. You could tell the difference in elite wide receivers. Hey, Scott, great point. Tua by a little? (laughs) Wednesday. Okay. Hey, look at Amari Cooper. Look at what Amari Cooper's done, even for Jacoby Brissett. This guy's put up a C note last two games. (laughs) I mean, Amari Cooper's balling in Cleveland something old L. beckham couldn't do. Amari Cooper's doing it. And he's got Jacoby Brissett. He don't even have the ace yet. Cleveland doesn't have the race and Amari Cooper's putting up huge numbers. Wait till Deshaun Watson gets in the building. Holy shit. With Nick Chubb, guys, Cleveland will have the best offense in the league. The tight end is outstanding. The kid from the U. So you got him, Chubb, Deshaun Watson, and Amari Cooper. And that old line. Cleveland will have the best offense in the a- In the AFC. When Deshaun hits the field, it'll be the best. That guy is a stud. I don't give a shit about his off-the-field stuff. NFL doesn't. Why should I? And nor should you. If the NFL doesn't care, what is he, your buddy? Well, I mean, I, I love how certain people go, well, you know, he's a what's – what's it to you? What's it to you what Deshaun Watson is? Nothing to me. I not mean, I don't want him to date my daughter or anything like that. And I'm not asking him over to dinner. I don't give a shit about him. He's a quarterback for the Browns. That's all he is to me. This guy's not man of the year. He's not any, I don't care about him. I just know this. The, the NFL doesn't care. So if the NFL doesn't care, why should I care? Right? I don't care. Hey, here's Xander. Great entertainment, talented player. End of the day, I don't know him from a can of paint. That's not my job. My job is to watch him play ball. My job is to go out there and watch a guy who has $230 million guaranteed. Richest contract in the NFL. I don't give a shit what you tell me about that made-up contract that Patrick Mahomes has of $500 million. That's not really all guaranteed. This guy's got 230 million dollars guaranteed. Mahomes doesn't, dude. If the hey Nick, if the Browns have a winning record and are still in it, because remember, I heard I heard the guys, um, Xander, I heard the guys talking about um, when Deshaun can come back. I don't think they really know exactly what they're saying. That it's he's not comes. He doesn't come back week 11. He comes back in October. And he could start practicing with the team in October. He can't be active. I think it's three weeks before. So he can start practicing three weeks before that Texans game. So he's going to be in the building. there's, There's levels. He gets there. I thought I saw October 10th where he gets in the building. Then he practices, then he clears, then he's able to play in week 11. That's how I thought I saw it and the progression of when he can play. But he's not going to come off suspension, and then next week they got to decide whether he's active. He's going to be practicing for about three weeks before he gets on the field because they're going to get a waiver. That's how that's set up. So he's gonna be he's gonna be practicing with Amari, with Chubb. He's gonna start taking reps. Now that could hurt the Browns and what they're doing, especially with Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby's doing a decent job. They're two and one. You can't ask for a better substitute teacher than what Jacoby Brissett has done. Dude, this is great theater, too. I don't care about, you know, hey, remember something. Why should I give a shit? about Deshaun Watson's character when the league doesn't. This guy's not my friend. He's a quarterback for the Browns. For me to care that much, that's like for people care about these politicians. I don't give a shit about these politicians. Do your job. You know, lower gas prices, lower the food prices. I don't care who you are, what you do. Just do that for me. Okay, Please. Well, this guy here is a crap. I don't know you from a can of paint. Okay? I don't know you from a can of paint. I don't know. Watson will be rusty. I I I think a little bit, Zach, but he's still going to get three weeks of practice before he steps on that field against the Texans. Browns would not beat Buffalo. We'll see if Buffalo can beat Miami this week. We'll see how that looks should be three and zero. i know how do you lose it a jets the shitty jets okay hey let me get back to this so Tua, you think two has won his job in miami by the way the reigning aoc player of the week offensively is tucker viola you think he's won his job nick says yes No. No. Most definitely. Six TDs, one game. One game wins your job. Sign Carson Wentz. Stacy, damn with serious wisdom today. <laughs> you do realize Hertz has one TD pass. You can't, wait a minute. I asked the question Do you think Tug of Iola has won his job? And two weeks of play. Yeah, he probably will cause they don't have another option this year. No, but they got draft choices that they got from San Francisco to go get one of these seven guys that are gonna go into the NFL draft. Absolutely. Look at Nick. Yes. As of week two. Gee. Hey, G. No, 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 no. You don't you 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 don't get to put um, A disclaimer in that. Look <laughs> like at, hey, G Jr.'s putting a disclaimer in there. Absolutely. So after two weeks, you think Tug of Iola's won his job. You guys remember when Blake Borders threw for 570 yards in a playoff game against the Steelers up in Pittsburgh? Remember that? Threw for like 570 or something, right? 470, whatever it was. <laughs> uh okay so here you think jalen hurts has won his job for 2023 and beyond you think he's won it both these guys going into 2022 okay both of these players going into two th- no no Whoa. Yes. So wait a minute. Some of you think that tug of Viola hasn't won the job, but some of you think Jalen has interesting. No, no. Has it beat a playoff team? No, it's the same case. Too small of a sample size. Damn. Hey, Marcus, Marcos, don't, don't talk with reason. <laughs> you can't do that here, man. That's too reasonable. I think the question is still out on both. Hurts won it in his rookie season. <laughs> really? He, he Dude, he didn't do anything special last year. <laughs> he didn't. I, I'm going to leave that one alone. I've already hit on that. I think both will, but haven't won it yet. Only time will... T- hey, look at David with the wisdom of the day. Only time will tell. David, profound. <laughs> Maybe two of them, Hertz and Mac Jones, have great careers. You only hope guys do, man. Who roots for shitty things to happen to people? Only bad dudes do. Nobody hopes for anything bad for anybody. Unless you're, you, the only people you wish bad things on are people like Brett Favre. That's the only people you wish bad shit on are guys like that. You don't wish bad things on good folks unless you're a tool, right? Brett Favre deserves all the heat he can get. Guy's an ass. Seriously, one of the biggest ass pipes of all time is Brett Favre. No respect for that guy anymore. And I had a ton of it ton of it you play as many consecutive out here I'll make a point to you on what I said about five years ago okay Brett Favre's consecutive game played streak in the NFL will never be broken and I'll tell you this it's greater than Ripken streak Ripken can have a cup of coffee after the fifth what is it five and a half innings all he has to do he can come out of a game five innings sit there on the bench drinking Kool-Aid doesn't have to play He could DH. You can't, you got to go out there with broken ribs, spleens, you know, calf injuries, broken bones. You got to go out there and play, dude. You will never see anybody come near that record ever again. Consecutive games played by Favre and how he led his team. And it's greater than Cal Ripken's streak. Guy was amazing, man. He's a bum now, though, as far as I'm concerned. Score Sunday. Uh, we're getting there. I've already said it earlier. Okay? Dolphin, same here, Sills. Lamar's a different class than Cousins. He may struggle in the playoff, but his record speaks for itself. Yeah, the guys won a ton of games. Okay? <laughs> hey, football ages you. Favre looks like he's 100. Well, oh, yeah. Football ages you, and also being a thief ages you. You got to worry at night when you're stealing from folks if they're going to come get you and when they're coming to get you. Don't worry. Paul Crew's got his time coming. You see the guy that he was in cahoots with pleaded guilty? Paul Crew Farve, man. This guy's going to be playing at the Mississippi Correctional Facility for Men. And he's going to put a great team together. It's going to be called the lean machine, not the mean machine. And Farve's going to be playing quarterback. And he's going to be in there. And he's going to have, like, really, it's going to be a great league. This guy's going to be able to put a league together, man. Unbelievable. Paul Crew Favre. (sighs) Man, what a a league that's going to be. They should televise it, right? They should televise it, man. Put his ass in there. You imagine watching Brett Favre in lockup? You know, you only get three hours to play because after that, you know, lights out. This guy's got to get used to that. Lights out after nine, you know? I mean, shit. Can't watch Monday night anymore. Imagine, Brett Favre can't watch Monday night pretty soon. Lights out after nine. Tough one, man. Right? (laughs) Hey, you better get used to soap on a rope, too. Oh, man. Good night, almighty. Oh, man. I don't know. All right. So the score of the game. What did I say? I got 31-20. Sorry, Nick. I didn't mean to make you throw up. (laughs) Okay. 31-20. Eagles. They win. And I'm, hey, I'm going, and right now, GT is going to be holding this against me. <laughs> okay. GT is going to, because with me making that prediction, that means my two and four starts out the window. And that's a receipt that's due probably Monday. Okay. If you want your, hey, if you want the job, do your job. I love that. Rage has got Eagles 27, 10. Brian, appreciate it. Guys, please make sure you hit the like button for me. No Wrangler jeans in prison. uh uh-uh. uh You wear dickies in prison. <laughs> what do you got, Xander? 34-31, Eagles with the W. Boy, all oh, you guys think this game's close? So you think Commander Wentz shows up? Booyah, I like 31-10. I just can't see it. Dude, if I'm Philly, I roll up my sleeves and I punch you in the face all day long with my old line. Right? Wentz throws for 350 yards but loses the game in classic Wentz, fi- Wentz style. It, here, Xander, this is what Xander's saying. Like he's T-bowing. <laughs> <laughs> Is Wentz Tebowing? No, it's a sack. <laughs> Ryan goes, Farve ain't going to jail. Stop it. Really? I don't think so. I think Homie's going to do a little time, man. Okay? I think, I think, hey, I think he's going to do a little time. Smash the like button. Thank you very much. We better kill the commanders or the commandos. <laughs> Don't hey! Don't say commandos. It makes me think of a thong, and I don't know why it makes me think of um, Jason Giambi. And it's really making me throw up now. Thirty-four twenty. Jeremiah has. Favre is the goat. Yeah, no, he's a donkey. Favre is a horse's ass. Cover boy. Mm. Wonder what John Madden would think about him stealing from the poor. Right. <laughs> I mean. Robin Hood at least stole from the rich. Okay. This guy wanted to steal from the poor to build a swing set for his daughter. What a tool. Yeah. Hey, double O you're right. It'd be going to the same prison. Martha Stewart went, who would have thought, who would have thought this Martha Stewart did more time than Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, right. Martha Stewart did more time than Snoop Dogg. Flex has 42-17. Hurts with a brilliant four TD passing game, says Flex. He's got one TD pass, and he's going to go for four? Wow. Birds 31-13. <laughs> D McCalls Martha Stewart a gangster. I do like that show with her and Snoop, man. It's a funny show, and it's fun to watch. It's good. I like that show. I have the Birds winning... 36-23, Washington's D.C. Jack Del Rio gets blown out after the game. Signed, Paul. Okay. Look at Cal, talking like a true Democrat. Uncle Sam steals from the poor every day. Thank you. Marcos, 28-21. Golf throws for four touchdowns on Washington. Uh, Yeah, that's a week ago. 2-1-5, game ends on a s- wince pick. <laughs> oh, man. Birds, 28-7. Martha, more gangster than half these dudes that act gangster. <laughs> All right, I got 31-20. Um, I got Dallas. I'll bury it now. I got Dallas beating New York on Monday, too. Okay, and I have Minnesota. Who's Washington play? Who does Washington play? They play this week, or they off? I believe they're off this week. So let's. Hey, I can't wait to see what the NFC East looks like on Monday. All right. Have a blessed weekend. Saturday, college football. There's college football tonight, too. Have a great Sunday. It will be one of the most interesting divisional games. Wentz, Commander Wentz versus Jalen Hurts. Then we even got the Doug Bowl the next week. How great is that? Don't forget also to watch our fabulous postgame show. Did you say, who does Washington play? Yeah, who does Washington play, Xander? I didn't write that down here, man. Who, did, who does Washington? It's CTE. <laughs> it's Friday. Holy cow! What a hey! What a dingbat! Oh, <laughs> uh, hello. I can't wait till Monday. Have a great, one. Hey, have a blessed weekend. We love you guys. Having a stroke, man. You guys, sills. You're getting old. Absolutely. Xander, great job, especially after YouTube. The job they did on the sports day, guys. Hey, man. Thank you guys for hanging with us, man. We will see you on the post game show over the weekend and then also on Monday. Can't wait. Have a great weekend. See you Monday, 3 to 6 Eastern. We'll catch you on the flip side.